0: The audio vault on 94 1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225 2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600.
1: What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early.
0: You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys.
2: Oh, oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win.
1: How else would you settle this game? How about
0: this Cowboys? Begin each day
3: as if it were on purpose.
0: I wake up in the morning I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94 1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good
4: morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a brisk Monday edition. Wrap them kiddos up if they're headed to the bus stop. Winter is here. I'm sure you noticed. I what do you mean brisk. It's cold. I did because my <laughs> wife won't let me turn on the heat, and, you, and I and understand. She's right. You're
3: one of them. Yeah. Why would you turn on the heater? Because
4: it's cold.
3: No, it's not that what? inside the house. It's not cold enough to turn on the uh, heat. On
4: the first day of summer, when it was 99, and you, no, nah, that's no I'm not turning on the AC yet. No, that's totally different. I don't get it, man. That's why you got a you got comforters. So got how was it long when you pants. got up this morning? freezing yes
3: well outside in the inside the house like i said i had my i had my ac at like 78 and it was fine in the house i had my ac about 78 so it doesn't oh you started
4: out at 78 well no
3: i had it about probably pretty much running at like 74 during the day and then once it finally started dropping down a bit i was like okay cool i now can it's that so what was the temperature in your house 72 oh see my i was like 64 no. It was cold. No, no, no. It wasn't that cold in my house. No, so that's, I'm not, again, it takes a lot for me to turn on the heater. Dude, because, it's on. Because the heater, when you turn on the heater, it gets uncomfortable. Like, even, the, like, I don't want to be like
4: that. Like, that, the heater, like, it takes, it's got to be cold, cold. Well, I'm not going to leave it on, but I'd like yeah, it to be 70 degrees when I get out of bed. It's easy for somebody to say, nah, leave it off. You don't got to get up at 3. Yeah, dude. 3. Yeah, it's colder in the house at 3 for and sure. Man, it was windy outside. I hope everybody had a windy and brisk weekend or were prepared for what was I coming. I can
3: deal with the cold. I hate when it's cold and wet. That's when I become a San Antonian. Like, I'm like, all, right, and, all yeah. right, pick
4: one. Pick one, uh, Mother Nature. You can't have both. 42 and windy is what my thermometer says here. on my At my house, it was 40. And it's cold. And rain. It's cold. Oh boy, it's cold. We're Texans. That, it's cold. That's about as cold as I want. That's what we're going to get for the week. The Cowboys are hot. How'd you like that transition? Oh, uh,
3: yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I could, I could do it. I could, I could handle it. I could handle it. I like it. That was
4: good. You didn't even hear it. I did. You, you said like the Cowboys. Him, I'm, was I'm hot. like your wife. You said the Cowboys. You, you know, didn't even it's cold. notice my hair, did you? I'm no, kidding. I didn't. I'm kidding. No, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm dancing around. The Cowboys look great. I mean, it was. Did what's they, the word? Yeah, what do you mean? Did did they, they, complimentary did they look, football, man. They
3: look great, or did the Rams look bad? Which one was? It? I think the Cowboys look pretty damn good.
4: As long as they're playing at home, they look pretty damn good, man. They, they pants
3: the Rams. Yeah, they're good when they when they
4: have when they get off to quick starts. They're pretty much unbeatable. They pantsed them. I mean, there's no getting around it. And I'm tr- I've already uh, put in my first request to my fantasy league For to what? see if I can start Duron Bland at one of my wide receivers because they've outs. <laughs> He's outscored a couple of mine and a couple of real wide receivers around the NFL. Yes, third pick six, Mister Pick Six, Mister Pick Six, and, uh, and Stafford made it easy. But
3: it was uh, yeah, that was a bad interception. It was a duck. Yeah, that was an awful interception. But I mean, you know, I know you know I know Edwin listens to me. I, I, I tried to tell people all week long that this wasn't going to be no game, didn't I? Nobody wanted to hear it. Nobody wanted to hear it. Oh, Rudy, I don't know. Not you, Rob. I am going
4: to say, who you you, in here did not agree Todd with that? Todd
3: and Clarence and RJ. I don't know. I'm scared. RJ was scared. Like, Rudy, I'm scared. Stafford, I'm like, what are y'all scared of? Like, get me to Philly, please. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I saw 43-20. to 20, But I knew the Cowboys were going to win that game. They're just better than the Rams. There's a lot of better teams. There's a lot of better teams and a lot of bad teams. Yeah, yesterday um, was the NFL served for some good naps. Especially the twelve o'clock games, the twelve to three games, they I, I took I took I, I took a couple of naps. I'm not gonna lie to you. And then San Fran and Cincy kind of came and saved the day a bit. Philly and Washington had some fireworks because Philly won another adversity game. But for the most part, yesterday the NFL was a was a snooze fest. It was bad. What, what, what was this adversity game crap? What do you mean? They were they. The, I mean only only I only say that because they were down fourteen three. Because when the Cowboys get down 14-3, they lose. Where was that game? Was that was that in Philly? No, that was in Washington. It was
4: in Washington. Wasn't I wasn't Washington. Yeah, I wasn't Washington. I watched the. And then it bit was it game. was still close. I uh, know. I was I was watching. Uh, it. Yeah, at some point adversity games. It seems like Philly's every game's an adversity every bra- game. Exactly. So it's gonna be interesting to watch this week. And we'll be doing everything we can to get you adequately prepared. But first, we've got to look back. Todd Archer. We'll be here at seven o'clock and that's a good time to be listening. Not only because Todd Archer of ESPN arrives, we're giving away cowboy tickets to go see them cowboys take on that offensive juggernaut that is the New York Giants. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that, I'm, I'm, I'm being told that that's great football. That was great football. It was a fun game, fun game. Not good football. It was a fun game. That is that was that is like watching the XFL or the USFL. Well, none of us watched any of it until there was about two minutes to go to right. fourth anyway. But the, the what you little I did to, watch. Only thing you needed to know, there was 24 punts. I'm not wasting my time watching two teams punt the ball back and forth
4: to each 24. 24 punts. No, I'm good on that. And while that was closing down and we watched other games that were really... Yeah. There is a question to be asked because while there's so much boring football, 24 punts in a game, my God. 0 and 18 on third down. What the hell is that? Go ahead. And that's just one of the games. And, you know, even the good teams are boring. Philadelphia is boring. That's a boring, a boring. I mean, tush push. No, I mean, Philly's. Ex- I love watching. Oh, the, uh, uh, Brown and, is yeah. exciting. What are you talking about, and, dude? Like, I mean, how it's, is that boring? That's boring. Cowboys are boring offensively. That's boring football. I mean, they're winning. The Cowboys. That was an exciting game. because they not the I don't put them in my boring category. Uh, yesterday Cowboys. wasn't, but for the most part, a, I mean, they have to rely on their defensive special teams to keep them in there. But I mean, I'll you, on all of, there's no superstar running back out there. We got wide receivers breaking records right and left. I mean, that's exciting to me. It, I'm a, well, I'm a, yeah, point, but I'm a what, points
3: guy, so I, but I, you is there re- a lot of points? No, there's not. But we've got Hill but it, well, with I mean, the what fastest do you like? That's subjective because some guys, some women, like. I'm just trying to make sense mid- of low scoring, low scoring football. It depends on what type of football. Well, I mean, you
4: like. if we've got, and I'm, I'm I just want entertaining football. And even if it's bad football, if it's entertaining, I mean, yesterday the Jets Giants was silly, but it was entertaining. Yeah, it was
3: like yakety sax, cute yakety sax
4: music. But when you've got Tyreek Hill, quickest wide receiver to a thousand yards. You've He's got probably going for two thousand actually. You got yeah. AJ Brown now with six or seven consecutive hundred and twenty five in a touchdown game. Six. Best we've ever seen. Not since well, more than Jerry Rice ever had. This is a new record. Uh you got Pua Nakuna, Puka Nakuna, whatever, uh setting records for receptions for a rookie in uh in his first whatever games. Right. I mean, we've got all these edge records being set and really not a lot of fun by after that. I mean, Miami's fun to watch, I guess, but I love watching Miami too.
3: I do like watching. But that's
4: it. Is there yeah. another team that you go? That's uh, much now watch?
3: that now that they've woken up. You know, it always takes them three weeks. I like watching Cincinnati, and that was an interesting one that we're going to
4: have to look a lot of different ways. I now. like watching Cincinnati for sure. So as the Cowboys turn the ship and right the right head the right direction for Philly, San Francisco loses their third straight. Questions there, deservedly so. Uh, any questions about the? protocols the concussion well after I I mean
3: after I blew him up for you know putting him in the putting him in the protocol and questionable on Tuesday they rushed him back as of Sam Donald's practice week and I saw what like late in the game when they got that late uh rough in the passer they got since he got a rough in the passer late and he hit his head and he immediately grabbed both sides of his helmet speaking of Brock Purdy and that's when I was like oh man I don't know if he's I don't know if he should have been out there like if your head's still ringing Every time you hit the ground, I wouldn't be surprised because they say after the first one, it's easier to get the second. I wouldn't be surprised if on that play, he suffered at least a mild concussion. Well, he was, it gone was late after the, that, right? He didn't come back. Yeah, he did. Did he come back? Yeah, it was late in the fourth, though. It was well, late in no, the fourth. No, didn't
4: they have a backup come out oh, play okay. for him? Yeah, I, I don't remember. I, I just I know. I think he was out I after knew that. They, No, because I thought he threw a pick after that.
3: I don't know. I can't remember.
4: Well, I know that backup
3: finished the game. Yeah, you're right. So that's probably it because he grabbed both sides of his helmet. But. By then it was over. It was 31-17. Joe Burrow carved up. That's the bigger question. I mean, look, I always, Brock Purdy is what he is. Really solid quarterback in a really good system. Uh, five picks in the last three weeks. But the thing that I always figured like they'd hang their hat on was the defense, and they've been getting carved up the uh, in these in this three game losing streak. So the bye week came is coming at a great time for San Fran, and I think it's time for them to take some heat. You know, we we praised them when they were 5-0 and and 15-0 and in the regular season. And, and rightfully so, they earned it. They were an NFC title game, lost their quarterback, ended up losing to Philly. But three weeks in a row, five five INTs for Brock Purdy in the last three weeks, and the defense got is getting chopped up. And then after the bye, it don't get any easier because you get Jacksonville Jaguars who continue to stay hot as well. So, yeah, San Fran got some questions to answer. And I guess you were right, Rob. You know, I was talking about McCaffrey. Maybe it is Debo. <laughs> and i mean they're also missing trent williams when you're missing your left tackle as the best left tackle in the game uh, that's that's a pretty big deal you combine pretty big deal.
4: the absence of of the best left tackle right and a quarterback that was obviously on the edge of being capable of playing right. according to the protocols there's some heat that needs to fall on shanahan i think there was some desperation there because they saw what was coming because yeah. they are there are some issues there they I'm not gonna the Cowboys. If they had better film or had seen what other teams have seen, that yeah, the, the, three weeks in a row they haven't put up 20, and they are three being weeks in a row victimized between the tackles. I mean, but on the defensive side of the ball, you could run on those guys. The Cowboys couldn't. Now, yesterday, the Cowboys uh, we saw Pollard average 4.4 4 carry. Uh, As a team, right around four. I'm not sure they established their running identity, but at least there was a bit of a running game. As we talk Cowboys today, there are some questions to answer. And first and foremost, we'll start with left tackle and work our way across. Tyron, I'll tell you what, either McCarthy is the eternal optimist. Because on Friday, we ask him, dude, what? He goes, ah, oh, fine, late, you know, neck thing. Yeah, you thing. were, like, tired? Anything there? Anything? Oh, no, nothing. yeah, well, you know, neck thing. We'll check it out. No, late scratch. So, And then, what? Well, Tuma Doga gets fired on his day off. He wasn't supposed to play. Blows a knee. I'm not even supposed to be playing, and I'm out.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, we were talking about it. To start the game it- – and. Props to the offensive line that did play because they started off shaky. Robin, I was like, "Oh First, hell, here what we what was it? Th- yeah.
4: three sacks and five plays." Yeah, I was or like, "Hold like on, that? what's
3: going on here?" And then they settled in, and McCarthy talked about that yesterday after the game. For so, we'll definitely get into
4: that. But I, I thought it was going to get ugly. For a minute, and they persevered, and they were all right. Aaron Donald and Dak Prescott had an ongoing conversation to start the first quarter. And yeah, they did right the ship. Well, here from Mike McCarthy as he talks about his O line and what exactly is the team's identity at the uh, de facto oh, God, just about it changed again. About, yeah, about halfway point. Defense was solid, special teams was there, and oh my goodness, the Cowboys got themselves a kicker. We're talking lots and lots of Cowboys. I won't remind you again until the next segment, but we are giving away Cowboy tickets just after 7 o'clock. It's easy to win. Just stay here listening. Todd Archer will be here. As soon as Todd is done, he of ESPN, we're giving away those Cowboy tickets. Lots of Spurs talk as well. They sit at 1 and 2, and anybody who stayed up and watched any of that fourth quarter must not be awake listening to us. Because, my gosh, we could stay awake during that. Welcome to the NBA, Wimby. Ooh boy, it happens. Well, you know, yeah, it does Welcome. happen. And uh, as bad as the Spurs played, you know, Wimby played better than Dame did last night. Oh, and I was ugly too. So teams are finding out who they are as the season begins, and the Spurs are finding out that maybe a point guard is a problem. Yeah, Ooh. that didn't look good last night, though, For for the for the for Blondie.
3: I don't we'll know which way it. to
4: go here. Uh, there we'll are certainly more games to be played, but it appears that this original starting five will not be the one that maintains or gets themselves where they want to be. Lots of boy talk, lots of Spurs talk in the college football realms. I guess Sark should be happy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's quarterback up Malik started slow, but they they pantsed BYU. It, it wasn't, it wasn't even, close. even it wasn't even about that.
3: It was about them Jayhawks. Shout out to the Jayhawks. Man. upsetting the Sooners. That so, was that was what Sark was most happy about. Well, we knew there, they were
4: going to beat BYU. I think that that effectively put the Big 12 out of bowl contention, championship contention. It's over. Y'all can go do what you want, Big 12, you're done. You're I, don't, I don't know about that right. You're bro. cooked, man. If yeah. te- I don't know about that right. They're top 17 right now. I don't know about that. Mm. I but. think Big 12 going to be watching. You're going to be playing in the uh, Tangerine Bowl, <laughs> baby. You're going to be playing on New Year's Day maybe. But I don't see how it's going to happen, man. Yeah. I don't is even if Texas wins out, and wins the Big Twelve title. I think that I guess that loss, we gotta let
3: we gotta let more carnage happen with SEC and Pac twelve. Better first. hope you better and Big hope 10. because yeah. they need we need some carnage. Ohio State, Big Michigan,
4: Georgia seem like seem and like a somebody foregone. from the Pac twelve. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Oregon looked awfully tough. You guys are gonna have to hope for some stuff. But on the other side of that, another game where Texas. You know, Malik threw that early interception. Things could have turned around pretty quickly, but they just out-talented a football team and did what they were supposed to do. The Aggies went mundane and managed to get themselves a win against South Carolina in what was less than thrilling but an effective win as they kind of hit the road for a bit. Lots of college football, too. And here we sit, man. World Series. Rangers won all. Mm -hmm. Got them going tonight. One apiece. They got their ass kicked. the Other oh, who's that pitcher for the backs? What's his name?
2: Milton.
3: Yeah, I don't know. They wow. Did, they got their ass kicked nine that to God one. Dug after after, smoked after, them. after a fantastic game one, and Aldis just proved more why he's more of a stud. But
4: yeah, we got to talk about Rangers. The just got to hit the road where they're more comfortable. We're talking Cowboys next, as they're hitting the road to Philadelphia. Hold on tight. More to come. This is R&R, and you're on one San Antonio Sports Star.
0: Check out the Jim Rome Show, weekdays at noon. If you're San Antonio, there are benefits that come along with it. I will cut you to the front of the line. We're going to hype the return. On ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star.
2: Rams are going to rush four. Prescott runs up out of the pocket and runs right. Looking downfield. Throw into the end zone. Touchdown. C. D. Lamb Cash in. That's C. D. 22 yards and his second touchdown of the day.
4: Brad Sham on the call here on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, one of two uh CD Lamb that touchdowns.
3: Was, that was the easiest one. That was like what the hell were the Rams thinking on that defense? He was open for about 5 seconds, which is an eternity
4: in the NFL. Yeah, Cowboys took it pretty easy yesterday. It was uh, it started they they stumbled out of the block and it looked like it could have gotten bad really early as Dak was sacked three of the first four snaps. It felt like adjustments came. Offense quickly followed, and the Cowboys cruised home. I don't know what we expected differently. Um, no, I didn't. I, look, I didn't.
3: I didn't think they were going to blow them out. I didn't see a block punt for a safety. Another pick six for Mister Pick Six. You know, there's some things that went on that I just didn't expect. But at the same time, I was like, you look, man. I I know we like to give the Cowboys a hard time. So no matter who the opponent is throughout the week. Because we because the nation neither loves them or hates them, you find a reason that this team could beat the Cowboys, and that's what that's what this week felt like. Well, you know it's the Cowboys, so the Rams, even though they stink, they're going to find a way because it's blah, blah blah blah. No, they were never going to lose to the Rams. Uh, you know they're, they're, the Rams are not good. The Rams haven't been good since they won that Super Bowl, and that's by design. And they're paying for that Super Bowl. Look, you cashed in. I take one, but be clear, that's not a really good football team, even though they have really. Two really good wide receivers, and they have an aged Aaron Donald. But nonetheless, the thing about it that I liked the most was um, Dak got a little bit. He, the leash you got a little bit longer, you know. And, and you even saw it with the interception that he threw. That's not a pass that Mike McCarthy, in the first six weeks, was even allowing him to throw middle of the field. Yeah, middle of the field. And you know, RJ Ochoa, who joins us every Friday blogging the boys, he kept talking about. It. He's been talking about it a couple of weeks. Like, man, they're not doing anything over the middle. And then you see that, and you're like, well, that's why but still none, nonetheless i like the fact that he gave dak a little bit more leash the throw to ferguson for a touchdown was probably the best catch by a cowboy receiver this this year and dak's best throw of the year cuz he had to he had to put some he had to put a little cayenne on that one and he got it there and ferg brought it in with one hand you know and they they even talked about their chemistry Finally, get, tr- starting to trust Ferguson. You know, so I, I like how do, I like the way Dak played, and I like Dak's confidence throwing the ball yesterday. It's funny how when the, there's production out of the tight end, the offense just looks it, better. Dak's better, just, right? It just when feels he had, when, yeah. So and and they've been waiting on Ferguson to do this, mm-hmm. and like Dak talked about, you know, they're finally gaining their trust because again, I don't think he makes that throw. I don't think he. Perfect example: the game Troy called when Troy was screaming at the television, "Dude, Ferguson is going down the seam. You got to make that throw." The trust wasn't there. But and you like well, Rudy. What's the difference in two weeks? Two weeks isn't is a long time. You know what I mean. When you got practices and you got film and you learn, like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and give him a shot. That's that's from confidence and them building trust with Ferguson
4: over the past couple of weeks. Well, I think he was under orders. I think you're gonna have to find your <laughs> tight end, man. I, I really do. And that the, the pass to McKeon, yeah, tipped twice, whatever. Uh, he pretty it was still, still was caught grant. it. I'm not I'm not saying he should have caught it. But it, it did worked. hit him in a hand. I'm True. not saying everybody should catch every ball that touches your hand right, like right, that. Right. So, even that, while it was ill timed and probably wasn't the best choice on that. I don't even blame him for that. That could have easily no. been a touchdown. Uh, you know, we said it started slow just because of the sacks. There was a late alteration, and it, they did seem to fix it. But offensive line continuity is going to be an ongoing issue. In post game, uh, Mike McCarthy talked about his offensive line and the absence of Tyron.
5: Well, it uh, tested my game plan, so uh, uh, definitely, uh, you know, we wanted to come out and tilt more towards the passing game, starting out, uh, and then the, I definitely have the two sacks and what the first three game, three plays, um, but, you know, we stayed the course, our guys stayed the course, and and that's and that's part of it, um, so, uh, and that's that's the beauty of winning, and still having plenty to correct, just, you know, speaking with Dan briefly before I come in here, you know, pretty much had the same conversation, and we have a... We have a lot to work on and that's a good place to be after you know after a significant victory.
4: McCarthy postgame. Twelve and five after the bye.
5: And not surprising, I
4: I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, Tyron, I'm done. You shouldn't uh, I don't know, I know who's been. gonna play left tackle. I don't know how you figure it out, but Tyron can't be that well, guy. Welcome. You, we've you, been waiting on we have been
3: waiting I mean, on you. I know seriously. again it's it's Tyron, so you're hesitant. But at the end of the day, like you're messing with the team. Like, if this is going to be the case, dude, we can't, we got to work with at who we have, and we have to go into the games knowing who's going to be starting. We can't be waiting no longer, waiting until Saturday for to see what Tyron's going to do. Now, McCarthy did say, you know, at his age, though, Rob, at his age, he's going to allow him to be week to week.
4: Well, that's okay. What? That's okay. But we practice like you're a backup, dude.
5: Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine with that yeah definitely have to i mean i i think it's just like anything i mean you got we got we're fortunate to have uh, veterans that are long in a tooth that play a lot of football for us uh, at a high level so you do have to recognize that especially when you get to this point of the season you know um, and we have a vet select group you know on Wednesdays because of that, so yeah, definitely. I mean, it's even if he wasn't injured, you know, he wouldn't be practicing on Wednesday again. You know? oh, so okay, um, but yeah, it's, that's all part of it, and we got to we got to do a better job, you know, make sure he has. A, you know, all these guys have a good plan, you know, you know, get through the week and get ready to play on Sunday.
3: So regardless of whether he's healthy or not, Wednesdays they just load manage tiring,
4: which I get. It's he's a little bit long in the tooth. I get that, but don't. You have to look at him like a backup, right? And maybe on Sunday warm-up drills, you plug him in. But he does not get first-round raps. He doesn't get any of that stuff. If he's available, that's gravy. Because now we're down to what? Now we gotta play him. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how long we don't have anything definite on Doga, right? He, he is a yeah. I, when he left sure, yeah. on a cart, but that doesn't we'll, mean much anymore. We'll ask Todd
3: Archer a seven. Cause I, I'm not sure. Cart, yeah, cart is everybody gets the cart. So used to that now, meant you to seeing Something the cart. terrible.
4: Have we changed our idea what the Cowboys are? I mean, we've been trying to figure out, and I know we're what's what color is the sky to you, kind of thing. You know, it doesn't matter what I they are. I think a lot of it, football. a lot of
3: it's going to have to do with this Sunday. That's T- what, a lot of it's going to have to do with this Sunday and how they look in another in their next. Big game, I guess you want to use the air quotes. Big game. Oh, it's huge. Let's Yeah, talk what? To is, yeah, what? I mean, I, I don't think they're going to do what they did against San Fran. As far as like, you know, oh no, 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 we this is what we want. This is what we're looking for. I don't think they're going to hype it like that, Rob, because you know, I think that they put a little bit too much into talking during the week about how big it was uh, and not enough afterwards. But I mean, you look at their two losses, Rob, and this is what's disheartening: you, the the two losses they have, San Fran and Arizona. Arizona ain't won since. San Fran ain't won
4: since. Well you could say they loosened the cap. <laughs> oh, here we go. I, you know, I will say San Francisco has not been the same team for whatever reason. And any team that's bad. Neither up Arizona. is going to Arizona. Arizona's lost five in a row Although, since the Cowboys. I've loss. watched Arizona play every, every week. They're in every game, right? They're not a bad football team. And it's aggravating when you when you compare the, the wins lost. and losses. Right. Uh, when you just watch them play, mm-hmm. they play every snap. Now they might not be as talented, but I would not want to play Arizona more than a lot of other teams. There's a lot of winning teams I'd right. rather play before I play Arizona again. That's so, fair. It, it's, it, well, it's fair, but it's not because that's a team you should have beat. Everybody else has managed. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're 1-7. Even though they're really tough, everybody else managed to do it. Yeah, you are 1-7. But the, the San Francisco thing is, I think, as much about injuries as anything else. They, when you're banged up, I mean, who isn't though? But, but they, I don't uh, want to give them that pass because a lot of. I mean, D, well you, if the Cowboys were minus C D Lamb and whatever left tackle, we want to call our starting left tackle. We that's would be, worth we the we crap. Would, we would give him a pass. It would be awful. And your quarterback was fake concussed or real concussed and playing what he shouldn't. Whatever the case would right. be, it would be a circus around the star. So True. I'm about to give them a little bit more less. Well, I'm so not you're gonna still not credit. worried about San Fran. No, I'm terrified of San Francisco. As long as the Cowboys play at home, they got to win games to play at home. Now they did start the season last year three and four, and they ended up winning
3: ten straight. After they went, they went and got McCaffrey. They lost that; they had lost like three in a row. They went and got McCaffrey, then they won ten straight. Next so I, I, I'm not gonna write them off, but they 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 deserve to be touched up a little bit. Three losses in a row. That's hell. Mike McCarthy don't lose two in a row. can you imagine if McCarthy was on a three-game losing
4: streak? That's all I'm saying, regardless of injuries. That's all I'm saying. Todd Archer's going to get here just after 7 o'clock. And don't forget, we're going to give away Dallas Cowboy tickets as the Cowboys are going to come home against the Giants in two weeks. You're going to want them, and to win them, you're only about 30 minutes away from that. Uh, In the meantime, the Spurs hit the road. They go to... the Staples to play Voldemort, and Voldemort was indeed wicked. Uh, the Clippers spanked the Spurs. We'll figure out what happened on a very lackluster evening yeah. there at Staples Center. Hold on tight, Spurs are coming, although not very effective last night. R and R continues next here on ninety four one, San Antonio Sports Star.
0: It's the Mike McCarthy Show every Friday morning at 6.45 and 9 with R in the Morning. Good morning, coach. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning, Rob and Rudy. Good morning. A look at the Cowboys upcoming game presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. R in the morning on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to
4: all. It's R and R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Stories. Rudy, I'm Rob. We're glad you're here. Todd Archer's about uh, 20 minutes away or so. You have ESPN going to talk to some Cowboys as they dispatched the Rams early and often in complimentary football style. The Spurs did not offer any complimentary basketball as they arrived late. It appeared and never really got going. What was the, they ended up losing by nearly 40? No, it was 40. Was it was it 40? Legit 40. I didn't see the end. Yeah, 123
3: to 83. Um, a whopping twenty-five turnovers. Oh man, there was 25. like 15 in the first quarter. Yeah, the first quarter was like eight, and then they followed it up with seven, and it just it just snowballed. And it was a, a look, I was I was I tweeted out, I was like, wait, when did they get to LA? I was like, these young boys, did them, these young boys go hit the town? <laughs> did they go hit the town Saturday night? They did. Because what the I, again, I have no, I don't know if they did, but it just, it looks so bad because there's so many unforced turnovers. It was just bad, but it is also because when his team is healthy, when his team is healthy, which is very, very, very rare, Tyron Lewis team gets up in you and they, they pressured the youngsters. They were, they were, you know, Paul George had three, four steals in the first quarter, ripping Devin Vassell and passes. They, and they may think they may win be work. And I thought they sped him up a bit, but I mean again, this is his third freaking game in the n b a so it's gonna happen, but a lot of it a lot of that stuff is unforced, but then some of it is again when tyron Lou's team is healthy, they play defense, and they said it last night they had fifteen steals now ten of them <laughs> ten of them the Spurs just handed to him in their laps, but nonetheless still a uh impressive win for the for uh Voldemort, is that what you call him? He's Voldemort. Voldemort, 21, led the way with 21 points. You better get
4: used to this, the turnovers anyway. You think so? Yeah. You
3: think this is going to be a thing?
4: Mm-hmm. As long as this lineup stays there.
3: So what are you, are you, oh, wait a minute, there's only been three games, yeah. but are you over the show point well, guard I'm not experiment? Over
4: it. I think there's a, a role for him. It just ain't point guard. I, I, there's, there's definitely places where his skill set is required, but... There's a lack of offensive ingenuity. And you can see it already. I'm not not jumping to conclusions. I think it's fairly obvious. And I think now there's going to be film. Now now tape's out. Now we can see that Jeremy don't like to dribble more than two times. Oh, no. And and when he has to, it looks like it's a nightmare. So I get the grab-and-go part of his point-forwardness, the rebound and start the fast break, but... They're gonna to have to figure a way to find somebody with a little bit of ball handling sense and it's just not there with Jeremy. It might come, but it ain't gonna be here soon. And as, as we see. Or do you more let film. it work through the kinks? You know, that's the other part of this. Because it, you know, the I was hearing 42 wins, 40 wins. If you're aspiring to that. I was one of those people. And there's no reason why you, you, sh- you should change your mind. Not yet. But if you're Too aspiring early. to that, you're handicapping yourself early. It's going to be very difficult to make up for these early losses when you're trying to figure out your point guardness. Because not only did they not have a point guard, they just got out-veteraned. I mean, you yeah, your exactly playing what, savvy guys. That's what I'm saying. They, yeah. they
3: really pressured the Spurs on-ball. The Clippers on-ball defense sped up the Spurs. And they were, like, again, Zach Collins... First of all, thank you for finally hitting a three, sir. I mean, I think as he hit, he has one three in his first three games. He shot a whole bunch of them, and he keeps shooting. I get why he's shooting. That's that's one of Pop's rules. If you're open and don't shoot the three, you're coming out. So I get it. But, that, but again, I, I thank him for finally hitting his first one of the season. But he had five turnovers. Wimby had five turnovers. Jeremy had four. Trey Jones had four. I mean, when all your primary ball handlers just keep hand, Vassell had two. When all your primary ball handlers are turning the ball over, just handing it over to the other team, you're going to lose by 40, especially to a veteran-laden team like the Clippers. Because,
4: again, when they're healthy, that is a really good team. I wanted to see how they looked in the third quarter. I wanted to see what pop, how he was going to handle yeah. that first half. And I think they tried to get it crisp. You know, they tried to come out in this in this third quarter. It – it wasn't there. It was like there were No, nah, dude, it was It was just one
3: of those things uh, and you fumes. could tell and you could tell like there's gonna be times throughout the season where you can see it's a young team because what happened last night when they got down, they really they had no idea what to do. And props to Pop, who is a changed man. <laughs> Cause there was a couple times, there was a few turnovers where I was like, Oh, he's gonna get his head ripped off and Pop just kinda I don't know, just shake his head in, in disgust. But, you know, it, it, he's managing to keep his cool because he, unlike us, understands, like, look, I got a young team that's going to play young some nights. And that's what happened last night. Young team played yeah, young. Yeah, baby. And ha- yeah, had no idea how to stop the bleeding. And there's only so many timeouts you could take, right? Before you, you got to have the guys on the court figure it out. You, you know, he kept using timeouts when the clubs would make a run, but, the, you know, the youngsters were kind of daring the headlights, didn't know how to uh, turn it off. And when I say turn it off, I mean stop turning it over and take good shots. Offense out of sync. Jeremy out of sync. It looked bad last night. But 40, good Lord. But maybe they had a good time Saturday night in L.A. I don't
4: know. Well, one thing I will – I mean, what are they going to go? They're all underage. Good <laughs> question. Um, <laughs> like all the movies, what they do exactly. Uh, Chetty Osman. I like what I see from Chetty.
3: He, he, he has a role on this team. He'll uh, be playing. He's and he, he's. A, he, I think he's in a rotation. Because hell, to be honest, he's probably the best shooter he's on this team. Man. Yeah, he's the best shooter on the team. So Chetty's going to be in a rotation. I think he's the sixth man. I mean, I don't so know. I don't, I don't know
4: what the sixth man is. He's because, the only guy who can come out and with a the veteran savvy to go get a bucket is what he was last night. Yeah, and then there, like, there's winded. And the, I guess is because
3: I guess there's science with people wind besides. There's some science to it, but he's a different he gets a different type of winded. Like again, I know it's the third week and all every player across the NBA lungs are burning, I get it. It takes these guys a good 2 weeks to get all the way in game shape. You can run all you want in the training camp, but Wemby's winded looks different than everybody else's winded on the team. I ain't paying attention to the Clippers. I don't give a damn what they look like. I'm just telling. like he's sucking a different type of wind. And again, I don't know if it's the science because of how big he is. But Wimby Winded is a tad bit different than the than, than the regular guys. To me, that's just I'm just watching and
4: observing. I could be wrong. I think there's something to that. If you go back to everybody who's on he's that side, he's the first size, sub. Um, always he'll be the first sub yeah. out. He's got about eight minutes. Eight Last minutes not even up. eight. It was six. It was Six on it was six. night three. I mean, and it's fist up time. Um, yeah. I,
3: I, and again, maybe may be, back, in two no, weeks. No. It'll be di- better. Even it'll when it'll be
4: Bo was young, and you go back to minute, the big guys, uh, Yao Ming was uh, was a six eight minute guy. Oh. There's something about that kind of size yeah. where the wind just kind of gets you, yeah. and you and you can go in short bursts. But it was obvious last night; he was tired. Super. I think the adrenaline kind of hit him, and then that. The LA landing and the two hours early and the eight. And then
3: Batum blocked his dunk on, on the, on the alley oop. I was like, why you got to do the little Frenchman like that, Batum? Don't do him
4: like that. Uh, oh, he did get Zubots early though. Yeah, he that, did. It was yeah. pretty. That, <laughs> that, that was pretty. That, that, that did kind of help the evening. Yeah, it's a full sporting world in the state of Texas and the Rangers, while they're not playing here, probably need to be on the road after what we saw on Saturday night. It's one all and the D backs are a host and can Scherzer put together a, have you seen that thing they're talking about the cut and the, and the cotton and the glue? No. Oh, listen to this uh, as the Rangers go back to some familiar confines on the road. Can they take the lead after the Diamondbacks win on Saturday? Baseball talk coming, enjoyable for sure. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one, San Antonio Sports Star.
6: Good morning everybody. Jason Menix here from The Blitz coming up at 2 o'clock. Today we're reacting to that Cowboys win over the Los Angeles Rams yesterday, the latest on the World Series, and the Spurs in LA. The Blitz starts at 2. Rob, you there today? Physically or mentally?
4: Wow. Damn. I am I'm mentally. <laughs> <laughs> I am here mentally as much as any day, I guess. He's uh how you feeling? I'm alright. I'm uh.
3: I'm I didn't know. I like. I hadn't talked to you all weekend, and then yesterday you hit the WhatsApp when you said you had a just a box of Kleenex and some tea. <laughs> That's about all I did all weekend long. <laughs> nothing, nothing, dude. I can't shake move? this head
4: cold. I think I've got some kind of sinus thing going on now. So I think you I need some Cillin. Like I might need a little bit of a B12 a shot,
3: penicillin or something. Knock that infection
4: out. You know, uh, Saturday night was what happened was for the was for the Rangers in my mind. I mean that was. Oh, that was wait no, that was Friday. Was that Friday?
3: That was Friday because we were watching because Jason and I were doing no Sat- when game two. Game two was Saturday. Saturday. The, oh, okay, satisfied. I thought you were talking about game one. No, yeah. game one was great. I mean, oh no, man, that, that, was, that was a
4: classic. I mean, um, extras. We got everything. Dolice.
3: Yeah, where everybody's coming away saying Dolice is a stud. You know, Babe, Babe Ruth. Yeah, but uh, yeah, game two with uh man Merrill Kelly. That's from, his name. Houston, from Houston, Texas. The irony, yeah, nine what? Seven innings, nine Ks. That was a three hits. Performance. Yeah, he did his thing.
4: That was as good a World Series pitching performance as I've ever witnessed. I mean, just stellar and steady. And the Rangers realized they were playing at home.
3: <laughs> well, we got ourselves a series.
4: Yeah. <laughs> what? Why are you saying it like this? A series if no one cares. Yes. Okay. I, I'm down with you, Rangers. Go win this one.
3: You think so? No, seriously, do you think so?
4: No. Well, maybe, maybe. Scherzer's on the mound tonight, right? Let me check. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, he's on the mound. Yeah.
3: Oh, Maxie versus Brandon Platt. It is. uh, Tickets
4: as low as 443, Rob. You know, I was, Phoenix is lucky, man. They've had the Super Bowl. They got World Series in town. And I think that the, uh, it's maybe two- the... And maybe the Suns go to
3: the finals again.
4: As the Spurs are going to be there... Tuesday, Tuesday. Tomorrow night. Well, they're
3: going to be there Tuesday night
4: and Thursday night. And so they of those spend- weird back-to-backs. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're giving away Dallas Cowboy tickets just on the other side of the break. Todd Archer's around the corner. We're looking back at what the Cowboys needed. A fine, complimentary win. And we're going to compliment you with a pair of tickets to go see the Cowboys and Giants. Hold that device tightly, my brothers. We'll be right back. It's R&R, and you are on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Talk.
1: It's 0, 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake me up. Don't wake me up. Wake up.
0: Rob Thompson. Thompson. Do not believe the other way in transition to the foul. Oh. left-hand oh. I
6: want
0: some Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, cowboy? Yeah. Begin
3: each day as if it were on purpose.
0: I
5: wake up in the morning, I
0: piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94 1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey,
2: good morning to you.
4: Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a victorious edition. He is Rudy, I am Rob, Eze, e the bachelor from Babylon, Hafner on the other side of the double-pane glass. <laughs> Cowboys win going away. We love Mondays like this, so let's treat them appropriately with the star power it does deserve. Todd Archer of ESPN and Dallas Cowboy coverage joining us for his weekly morning, Todd. No East Coast, West Coast flights, a comfortable home
6: wake-up. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, it's funny. I was driving home from the game last night. And it was still light out. I'm like, I could use more of these noon and home games. This was nice.
3: Yeah, you know, McCarthy likes the noon game too, uh, Todd. So I guess y'all got something in common there.
6: Uh, well, I, I'm sure he likes every game. I like the noon game because I get to wake up early and talk to you guys. So when it's, you know, three o'clock or a <laughs> night game, I'm I'm done for. So. Hey, Todd, um, l-
3: last night. Steve Kerr had to make the decision for the first time in Chris Paul's career to not start him. Are we there with Tyron Smith? Yes. Even when he comes back healthy, because I mean, because if we're going to preach continuity, then let's have continuity. And and I know that sounds crazy, Todd. So I hear you. I hear you pausing. No, I, but is it time? It, it,
6: it, well, no. You got me pausing because it was a good question that I wasn't I wasn't ready for. But I'll also <laughs> say. The dude who replaced them, Chuma Adoga, didn't finish the game because of an injury. Right. And who knows what his status will be this week. Um, the way it was explained to me is Tyron wanted to play, and the oh. doctors held him out. Oh, so, okay. He was ready to go, and then it was the doctors who just said, no, 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 no. And, and after the game, look, Jerry's going to say what he's going to say, but he's like, if this were the Super Bowl, he would have played. Yeah, I get you, Jerry. They don't have to play another game in six months or whatever it is after that. So you're not there's not a game after the Super Bowl, so it's a little different. Um, I, I get what you're saying, but I still think you just roll them out as much as you can okay. because he's still your best option over Chuma dogra Awesome Richards, whoever you want to put out there. Um, but that's a, you got me thinking. That one, you 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 got me on that one. It was that's not a. Because you know he's going to miss how many, yes, many more games. It's going to funny. Is, every time he misses these games, it kind of costs him more money because he's got money tied into playtime incentives and if they um, make the playoffs and yada, yada, yada. So um, That's why he wanted to play. That may be, <laughs> might have been part of the reason. I, I hope it's not the only reason. I don't think it is with with Tyron because if you think about it, his contract was such a deal for the Cowboys over the length of it. Um, that If it really was about the money, he would have – Gotten the, waited for a bigger deal that, that he signed back in whatever the hell that year was. That seems like forever ago. That's Todd Archer joining us for our
4: weekly. You, you know, when you get a win like this, and certainly you're going to hear over and over this week, complimentary football, I don't know what yeah. we expected from that Ram offense, but I didn't think we expected so little. Uh, but the defense at least started the game strong. What were the adjustments? Did they talk about it? Post game, after that first three snaps, where it was just uh, free for all headed toward Dak, and then suddenly they turned off that spigot, and the offense began. What did they do? Did they yeah, talk about it?
6: Yeah, I, I asked Tyler Smith, "What'd you guys adjust?" He's like, "We didn't adjust anything. We just talked. Uh, we just communicated mm. better." So it, you know, when it comes down to that, you're like, "Okay." I mean, think about that first drive, right? If there's not that penalty, th- that that is the world's worst. Cool. I mean, your quarterback got sacked on three of the first four plays, like. I mean, it, it, or, or I guess two of the first, well, whatever it was. But it was bad. And, you know, you that's not the way you want to start a game. And also, in the end, that, that drive, obviously, with a touchdown that kind of came out of nowhere. And, if again, that penalty, does that, I mean, you hate to think like a 23-point win comes down to one illegal contact penalty right. on the fourth snap of the game. But is that... Does that change the context of how this thing goes? Maybe the Cowboys still win, but I don't know if they're going to score forty-three mm. points. I don't know if there's going to be that pick-six. I don't know if there's going to be a safety, and I don't know if there's going to be the, the CD Lamb touchdown all within what was that like a, a three-minute span or whatever the heck it was. So, um, it, it's yeah, that, that was not the start they wanted. And let's put it this way: if they start this that way against the Eagles, it's going to be a long night.
3: Yeah, see, that's the thing with this with this particular team, Ty. When they've had the, the the two games, they had adversity. You know, they got beat up on. But the other five, you know, they just these quick starts, which I'm I'm really not used to under McCarthy. They just kind of run away
6: and hide, especially at home, right? I mean, you, you look at it: thirty to ten to the Jets, thirty-eight to three against the Patriots, and now forty-three twenty against the Rams. Like, I, I don't remember covering the team as long as I've covered them games that have just been blowouts like that. Like, you know, the game's over by the second quarter. Um, but I don't know what McCarthy's doing to, to, to bottle that up. And what the funny thing is, to me, like you mentioned, the fast starts, and I think of the defense. Well, the defense has allowed points on their first possession the last five games. Oh, They don't allow points in their first possession in five games all of last year. So maybe the defense needs to kind of figure it out a little bit early on and, and get get going from the beginning. And, again, I'll bring it back to because it will be a different story against Philadelphia next week in Philadelphia. That is Todd
4: Archer of ESPN joining us here on San Antonio Sports Star. Uh, trade deadline's tomorrow. Um, anything happen or you heard anything over the last 36 hours make you think that the, the Cowboys just hoping the phone rings but aren't really shopping?
6: I think there's calls being made and people are calling them, and, you know, there's communication going on. Um, and not just taking Jerry at his word but talking to other people in the organization. I don't think anything happens uh, right now with these guys. Uh, specifically, Jerry was asked about the running back spot mm-hmm. after the game. He's like, no, happy with our running backs. Don't, He'll never preclude anything, but the running back is, quote, not on the radar. So I'll mm. take him at his word on that one. So for all the people... Hoping for Derrick Henry. <laughs> I, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, Jerry said the biggest position to need is offensive line depth. We can go back to our Sharon sure. Smith conversation. Um, yet, on the about two minutes earlier, when we were talking to Jerry, he was saying, I really love our offensive line depth. So, if you can figure out how Jerry's mind works, y'all will be the richest people. You'd be richer <laughs> than Jerry. Um, so, it, you take again, take that for what it's worth. And, and then on defense, yeah, maybe they go out a corner, but I'll, I'll, for all the people who want to connect all these big names, it's the cap is not an excuse. Like teams can do whatever they want against the salary cap. Yep. But you have to at least think about it and who they have coming up that you want to pay, like C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, some of these other guys. That if you add some of these guys with big money, like Devontae Adams, the dudes do eighty-seven million dollars over the next three years. It's it, it, so if you're going to sign him. CeeDee Lamb's gone. You know, it, point. It, it's, I, I, so think of all that. To me, if they're going to add a guy, it's a guy the last year of his contract where, where the cost won't be as prohibitive from a compensation, draft pick compensation, or even his money. Um, so that's why Derek Henry, okay, I could put two and two together on that one. But I, I just think you, you're going to see them, unless something, shoot, does someone call this Minnesota call for one of their backup quarterbacks? Now, now that Kirk Cousins is hurt. Yeah, good point. I, uh, you know, oh, again, I'm just throwing. I see stuff you out,
3: working but, there, though, Todd. I see I you working. Like the sound of now, throwing something out. Let me ask you this, Todd. San Francisco week, it was everybody. You know, is it going to be the same approach? You know, they didn't they didn't shy away from how big of a game it was. Do you see the same thing in this Philly week, or will they kind of temper that because of how that all played out?
6: Yeah, after the game, everybody I asked was kind of tempered about it. Okay. Colin Smith, it's just another game. They're an elite team. We're an elite team. We got to bring our A game. Even Jerry's like, I don't want to poke the bear. Uh, the, the comment that led to the Dak stuff, where Dak <laughs> could not believe what Jerry was saying, and, and you know, but Dak was the one's like, Look, I'm excited for this, but but I, but it was different in the way of the San Francisco deal, where that's the team that's ended your season the last two years. There's a lot of pent up emotion there. I think with the Eagles, as good as they've been, I don't think the Cowboys look at the Eagles as some unbeatable team. And some, not that they looked at the Niners that way, but the Niners have beaten them in the crucial moments. Right. The Cowboys have beaten the Eagles. Zach is eight and three as a starter against them. Last year, he beat them. Jalen Hurts didn't play. The Eagles beat the Cowboys. Dak didn't play. So this this divide or gap between the Cowboys and the Eagles, in my mind, isn't as big as it seems. Based on that they went to the Super Bowl last year, they were at fourteen and three, all that stuff. I, I think if you look at where both teams are, this is closer than than people think in terms of how what separates these two teams. And the, but if the Cowboys get waxed on Sunday. I mean, good luck the rest of the season trying mm. to convince anybody you're for real. Truth. That course, is that
4: absolutely one. a statement kind of game that's coming up. That's Todd Archer joining us. CeeDee Lamb, 14 targets. Did that, that seemed, there's so many, that seems purposeful, right? Or did, did you get the sense that maybe the Rams forgot 88 was going to be there? I don't know, but my goodness, he was open all night.
6: Yeah. It's, you know, I go back to something Bill Parcells told us way back in the day. If you can take somebody away if you want to take somebody away. Right. The Rams clearly didn't want to take him away. Like, did they double him once? <laughs> no. Like, at the touchdown. Okay, Dak scrambles. The dude just leaves CD in the end zone. Yeah. Like, hey, where are you going? Like, that guy's a little more important than the dude who's 25 yards away from you. Like, stay on that guy. Um, but, hey, look, it's funny. After the San Francisco game, I'm sure we talked about C.D.'s body language and what he was like on the sideline. He was ignoring everybody, standing by himself, all that kind of stuff. And and now he's you know 12 catches on 14 targets, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. He and Dak have completed 82% of their passes this year. That's tied for the best in the league uh, among quarterback-wide receiver duos with at least 30 attempts. So that's pitch and catch stuff. And this isn't like Charlie check down and throwing the easy bubble screens and things like that. This is some difficult contested throws that, that they're connecting on. And, again, better do it again against Philadelphia and who has better corners, better defense than the Rams. Hey, Todd, Um, am
3: joined by Todd Archie, NFL ESPN, been covering the Cowboys. A.J. Brown, six straight games, 125 yards. Up until this week, have you said to yourself watching that defense, wow, they missed Trayvon Diggs, and if, and if not, will this be the first week?
6: I mean I, I hate to say it this no, See, not so i See, I thank you, Todd. I didn't want to be that guy, Todd. I didn't want to be that guy, <laughs> oh, I but, but to I, that I, guy. Feel the, I feel the
3: I feel the same way. I'm like, man, you know what? I can't I can't find it I've never sat down since he's been out and said, damn, they miss, they missed Trayvon. But I mean with AJ Brown coming in, that could be different.
6: Right and yeah, with Devontae Smith on the other side, and you know Goddard and the things he can do from the tight end spot. This is as 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 stressed as the the Cowboys' defense will be with the with the targets. But you know, I didn't I didn't see any of the game the Eagles game yesterday, okay. so I got to watch that. Um, I don't know how Jalen Hurts plays. He's only scored thirty eight points. I'd assume the offense did did really well, but yeah, I mean this is. All right, Ron Bland, can you get another pick six? Uh, <laughs> right, you know, can you cover one of the most physical, best receivers in the league? Um, I thought yesterday what the Cowboys defense, the, the specifically the cornerbacks did, was cover those crossing routes so well, mm. uh, either Cup or Nakua, whoever it was, and that was an issue that was giving them trouble during the year. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of Stephon Gilmore. It seemed like he struggled staying across the field with guys. Maybe the Eagles don't do that as much as some other teams, but... It, the Brown and Smith, they're, they're going to threaten them and maybe this is the week you say they missed Trayvon Diggs, but Deron Bland has been, he's been excellent. I don't know another way to say it. Uh, he's
4: been there. outperforming most of my fantasy wide receivers. That's Todd <laughs> Archer.
6: He, he's tied for the team lead in touchdowns if anybody wants to. That's just nuts
4: as Archer sits <laughs> wow. in with us. Uh, Was there a concerted effort to get the ball downfield from Dak, especially in the middle of the field, a place that the Cowboys, quite frankly, hadn't thrown the ball? What am I seeing numbers here? Nine of 12 for 179 and four TDs with uh, 10-plus air yards on Sunday. Um, That's very different from what we'd seen previously.
6: Uh, Is that just what the Rams gave them? I I wonder if that's one of those bi-week things, and they talk about these across-the-hall meetings, uh, where the defense looks at the offense and the offense looks at the defense and they scout each other, where they came up and said, this is where you guys need to attack, not specifically just the Rams, but in some ways it looked more like last year's offense or, or mm. go back to other um, other years with Kellen Moore, Scott and Jason Garrett, however you want to say it. But, yeah, it, it looked like there was a more concerted effort to get the ball down the field, which was made – Um, more difficult by the fact that Dak was sacked the way he was on that first drive and McCarthy said it was testing his game plan for sure but again the (laughs) offensive line figured it out and uh, you know again they know they need big plays to win games and it's hard to make a big play when you're throwing it within five yards of the line of scrimmage you're relying on everybody to break a tackle or or a defense to just have a a mental breakdown uh, on a play so they, they've got to stress the defenses more down the field, and I wonder if that was one of the bye week um, things that they came up with to say, okay, we're, we're getting a little too stagnant here on where our pass game is.
4: He's Todd Archer. Make sure you're following everything he does at ESPN.com because if you need Cowboys info, he's your man. Yes, Thanks sir. for stopping by, Todd. It's always a pleasure. Uh, stay healthy. We'll talk to you next uh, Monday after a nice Philly football game.
6: All right, sounds good. Thanks, fellas.
4: Thanks, Todd. You know, it's one of those games when you're after. You go, man, that was that was just fun. That was just a, hey, that was that was unexpectedly easy. Yeah, I needed my Adam Sandler click remote. I'm ready for Philly. You know what's it's unexpectedly easy is winning Dallas Cowboy tickets with us. All you got to do is dial 656-3776, 656 ESPN. We're gonna rack our lines and we're gonna ask you some. Uh, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna give you the uh, answers. Yeah, we got, we got some trivia questions. Uh you might you wanna might want to think about touchdown receptions. Let's load them up. Six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN. Wanna give them away now? Or you wanna make them make them sweat through the break? Wanna do it now? You can do it now. All right, let's do quick on the dial. Uh Let's, who, let's do. We have anybody on? The, Not yet. A, he hasn't answered them yet. Six five six three seven. Oh, seven let's do it after the break. Let's yeah. get four or five on there. We got a trivia question. We're going to re- regard uh, touchdown catches as CD went for a couple. Who holds the record? And if you combine them, what's the roster number? Well, we got some questions for you. R and R in the morning continues right here on ninety four San Antonio Sports Star.
6: Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. The Cowboys took care of business, as predicted, by
2: the way. They beat the Rams, and now we start looking forward to that big game in Philadelphia next week. We'll discuss everything that happened there. Wimby in Los Angeles last night. Oh, by the way, Jeff Traylor joins us to talk about his win as well. Rudy, what are you going to be for Halloween?
4: Yeah, we Sleep. Uh, I don't think that's going to fly. I think there's yeah, a little no. one ready to dress up and hit the streets tomorrow night. You no, better bundle up. No, dressing up. You're not going to be- No. Come on. I
3: mean, I, mean I, gotta, I have a mask, but I don't have an outfit. Like, you know, I didn't do, we didn't, my wife and I were so tired Saturday. We had a couple parties we were invited to. And then we kind of both were like, oh, well, we want to go. I want to go, I want to go. And then we both kind of finally told each other the truth. <laughs> and we're like, are you tired? She was like, yeah, I am tired You want to stay home? Yeah, let's stay home. So
4: we stayed home. We didn't adult Halloween party this year. Well, tomorrow night, you better bundle up. Hopefully your winter costumes. I know. All right, let's give away some Dallas Cowboy tickets. They're going to be playing the New York Giants. We expect the Cowboys to return off a nice little win streak. Maybe taking down Philadelphia. If you want to go, you're probably already on the line. We've got rack lines. So let's give them away. I have a trivia question for you. Uh, Is that uh, Simone? Simon? on uh line one simon you there yes here. uh you want to go see the dallas cowboys take on the giants
1: i would love to too
4: who now, okay hold on so we gonna
3: i'm gonna so ask the, a question okay you asked them a question but these other people are gonna get no, different ones others. right okay cool others. all right because i
4: was like yeah it's not fair to simon all right let's do it uh i'm gonna ask you a question you ready simon yes sir uh what dallas cowboy wide receiver holds the record for most touchdowns in a game you actually have two opportunities in a, in a game. CD got two yesterday, and that ranks amongst the very best, but it ain't even close.
6: I am going to have to say.
4: You don't have to get the number, just Ed the player. Brown. I hate to start ringing things Brown. down. Nope, that would not be it. The, the all-time touchdown receptions in a game, there are two. Can Who you name them? No. You can't? Only because you gave me the answer in the break. Well, it would be T.O. Terrell Owens. And I don't know who else it would be. And Bob Hayes. Appreciate the phone call. Name a wide receiver that has three touchdown receptions in a game. The record is four. Three? Three. Dez? I didn't ask you. Oh, I thought you did. Uh,
3: you didn't have the call. Brad, 656 so, six,
4: seven, seven, six, 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 espn Name a wide receiver yeah. for the Dallas Cowboys that has had at least three touchdown receptions in a game. And there's a lot of them.
2: Amari Cooper.
4: Amari Cooper did, in fact, have three touchdown catches in a game. The most recent one with the Cowboys was back. Wow. And where is he? I, got to, I think he had three. Uh, Wait a minute. I am sorry. Oh, you did. Okay, I was he like did yeah, back on so cool. uh, tw- in twenty eight two thousand eighteen December the ninth. Brad, you're going to go see the Cowboys take on the Giants in two weeks. That's, that's so- beautiful. Sorry, We want to make how- the season. No. They dialed in quick. That's no, how we I'm, do it. No, We've I'm, been telling everybody for the cool. last week. We will have tickets again because that's what we do here on R and R in the morning. Give you free stuff. It pays to listen all day, air day. The uh, the wind was pretty. Yeah, get all
3: this info. Damn, now he 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 got that pretty quick. Yeah, it was easy. He was on it. Um,
4: Bob Hayes had four touchdowns back in nineteen seventy. Why that. you sound shocked? I, you know, I mean, he's Ring of Honor. Did you? Oh, by the way, speaking of the Ring of Honor, did, did I yes. haven't heard the tape, but yes, did Jerry did. call him Demarcus
3: Lawrence? He did. That's unfortunate. He did call him Demarcus Lawrence. That's a, yeah, it's unfortunate. But I mean, we've all on. had a Steve Harvey. Money. moment. we've
4: all done it. Yeah, I don't. It's not a big deal, is it? it? It, it. As a guy, I've done that. I've emceed something and said the name wrong
3: at the yeah, wrong time. I, I mean, who hasn't? If one, you if you're on the mic, if you're on the mic enough,
4: you're gonna eventually mess up. One time, I was emceeing an event, and it was it had to do with giving away this doll that was made out of porcelain, and I dropped the doll. You're kidding! I dropped it on stage. Broke state. it. Shattered. Just the thought. Bruh. Just the. thought. It was a doll that had been made out of porcelain to represent a a child that had been lost to cancer, and I dropped it. Rob. I did. Rob. I did. One of the things you do when you're a host like that. Oh,
3: my God. Why have I never heard this story? It's not a
4: story I bring up very often, but uh, when I see the Steve Harvey misname, the Miss Universe, and I I hear Jerry, we've all been I think
3: we expect Jerry to mess up. Right? He's, I mean, well, he's over 80. But dude. The, like the, when you're over 80, you get a pass. Yeah, you don't are you? allowed. But the you irony pass, of him having the name deal.
4: wrong when he should have been putting in a different dude anyway. Not that oh, D-Ware shouldn't have been in. No, D-Ware should be in, but you're right. There should have been somebody either going in with D-Ware going in next week or something, or maybe they go in together. But This the, is pretty
3: quick for him to get in. Too. It was, and,
4: and rightfully so. And rightfully so, so yeah. Uh, for those of us that were excited about a Sunday night roadie uh, for the Spurs. We didn't get that. And I think more than anything else, last night for the Spurs was a reminder that this is a baby team. There's a bunch of babies running around, and they don't know how to pacify themselves. They can't fix problems. They don't know how to do it. And to get there, they're going to have to suffer through losses like that. But when we talk Spurs in about, well, about 40 minutes, uh, one of the things I want you guys to consider as we head that direction is the thing about failing fast. There is obviously a problem. Rebounding's is going to take care of itself, but there is a point guard problem with the Spurs. It's just a matter of how long or how the Spurs are going to adapt to that. But coming back, we had a full sporting day of football. It wasn't necessarily good football, but we had a whole lot of it. Let's Amen. look at that gumbo that got, well, moderately warm because there's some separation going on in the NFL. There's thems that have and thems that don't. We're going to talk about thems next. This is R&R, and you're on
0: one San Antonio's sports star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pigum Challenge on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. SportStar.com. R&R in the morning on one San Antonio Sports Star.
4: Good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. Bundle up. Winner is here. Halfway through the football season, just about.
3: Yeah. And their are bye weeks starting yeah, to play their role. games but is
4: stupid. We know who everybody is now. I think. Is there any surprises for you, as you said today?
3: Um, I did not. If you would have told me back in September that after week eight, Seattle would be leading the NFC West, I would have told you you were crazy. I like, I, I thought Seattle had a good team. I liked the offensive additions, but I didn't think they would be leading the NFC West. Um other surprises no Not i mean there i'm i'm sure there's a couple that i'm leaving out you threw me a curveball but that's definitely
4: that's definitely one of them cuz i think a lot of us felt like san francisco was the best team in the nfc even Period. after last week Period. even after two losses you still kind of felt like you know Injuries, they look a little tired, but they'll, you know, they're going to go back home and prove everybody that they're still the best in the NFC, you know, taking on a Cincinnati team that is fighting its death, but they're on the road in San Francisco it would probably be a game that you would give right. Cincinnati a little bit of credit for a well fought but losing effort, but no. That, that team rolled in and Cincinnati is finding themselves and the 49ers are searching for answers. And that leaves the door open for the Cowboys. And, well, I think the Eagles always felt like that. I think you got to,
3: if, you if you're really being honest with yourself and not in, you know, trying to, fight, you know, every now and then give the Cowboys some credit when you're doing your power rankings today. Today. Cowboys got to be ahead of San Francisco. Uh, regardless of the loss. No question. Regardless of that loss, yeah, they got beat down. But, again, power rankings are a week-to-week thing. And right now, San Francisco doesn't look good. In the last three weeks, they have not scored over 20 points. And their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes looks overwhelmed. Nick Bosa, who, you know, Micah's, Micah's doing his podcast, and Nick Bosa's taking pictures in his draws for Kim Kardashian's underwear line. And he can't get home either. So, I'm just being I'm just calling I'm just calling a spade a spade and trying to be fair right now. I'd go Philly Dallas and especially coming off and also it depends on what the well, you know what? I might go hmm. cuz the Lions last time we saw them were getting pantsed. I don't know if you know what Rob. I'm going to be honest, and y'all might not like this, but I might have Seattle ahead of Dallas right now.
4: It's hard to. You know, I might have Seattle ahead of Dallas. I can't get the Geno Smith out of my brain. If it was any other quarterback, I. I just go. think they're just more. They're more of a threat deep
3: because again, what they did to a really, really, really good Cleveland defense. Ask San Francisco about Cleveland's defense. Look good. I don't know. It's one a you know one one a with the, with uh, Dallas and Seattle, but Philly. I'd have Philly at one because they would have the one loss and they just coming off of another adversity
4: win. But Seattle, Dallas at two. You you take your pick. We've been praising the Chiefs' defense. You know we know what Mahomes is capable of, but it's been the defense that's been particularly surprising, surprisingly good. Right. Uh, didn't show up yesterday. A roadie in Denver. It's never an embarrassment to lose in Denver on the road in the snow. I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. But that was an embarrassment to lose to Denver on the road in the We're not going to give we're not going to Patty a pass. No, not to a team as bad as Denver has been. I, I think. Uh, well, no, I think Kansas City ain't what we thought.
2: I, I, I well,
3: <sighs> because there's I don't, just I no don't, offense. I don't like their offense without Taylor Swift. There is no offense. Well, the Taylor Swift is one thing, but. Let me ask you this, Rob. If um, C.D. Lamb partied in California on Saturday night, then flew home for a noon game Sunday, as Travis Kelsey did. Travis Kelsey went to the Rangers game, then went to Texas Live, Mm. then flew home for a Sunday noon game. Well, uh, well, what are what do we doing? Do like, Robo couldn't Super even Bowl go to Cabo ch- on his week off. It, he had a week off.
4: Super Bowl champs get to do that. That's what Super Bowl champs get to do. But they better freaking win when they do it. Now, it's not his fault Patrick Mahomes was throwing up his lung. There's that. But the first half, Patrick Mahomes looked like Patrick Mahomes that I knew. You didn't look so. You know what, so half. we ain't giving him no pass, right? I got I, I, no. I. Hey, I'm not. I'm not
3: disagreeing with you. I'm just. I'm not
4: mad at Travis. I'm not. I think Super Bowl champs get a little bit. No, of Rob, extra you're gravy. not. You're not. Do, we're supposed to be mad at Travis Kelsey for this. I would. Be, I will be next week. I think that this was one of those games where the the Chiefs. I think needed to needed Le- lose. They needed to get beat like that because they haven't been winning. Like a Super Bowl champ should be winning. They've been winning because they're Super Bowl champs and know how to win, but they're go. not winning because they're Super but Bowl the championship is, worthy. This is
3: Patrick Mahomes' best defense since he got to Truth. since and he got to office. Kansas City
4: and worst offense.
3: Well, see, that's what happens. And see, Tom Brady went through the same thing, where Bill Belichick just was like, "No, I'm not giving you any talent. You're good enough. I'm going to put my money elsewhere because I have you." That's what Patrick is going through right now. Like either the Chiefs were like, look, man, you got you you got Travis Kelsey, you know, like like um Brady had Gronk, and we're just gonna interchange your receivers because <laughs> I'm going put the money elsewhere, and it doesn't look great. But again, they're still what I want to say four
4: and two or five and two. Oh yeah, and every time I tune in, they've got a different wide receiver mm-hmm. and a new running back every time I watch them. Every time, and every time. The, all the running backs look alike. It's the same little running back, just a different dude. Uh, but, but no, I mean, the, the we, thing
3: about the Travis thing, though, before we leave yeah. that, Rob, it'd be one thing. Let's say he was in Kansas City, and he went out. That, who, who gives a damn? Like Even like with Jordan. You know, Jordan would be in Atlantic City, but that's right there, and he'd go play in the Garden the next day. would be in Atlantic City at 3 in the morning. But a flight?
4: Private jet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. No, you are right. But no, I think you're right. And I think if I'm just, Andy Reid, I probably don't say anything to Kelsey. No, no you look can't. at him and let you him can't. know you like can't dude, say anything. you know you can't do that again, right? I don't think you can say anything. No, you can't. That's what Super Bowl champs earn that right. And if I and when Andy sees him again on Tuesday, I hope they look at each other. No no words need to be spoken just acknowledge the fact that you probably shouldn't have left. You probably should have been here. I'm not saying it affected you. Uh, you're a Super Bowl champ. You're a grown ass man. You've earned it. But uh, next time, maybe you don't fly to Dallas the night before a big game. Maybe, maybe you don't. Even though Denver's closer, I, I just it was one of those mistakes. I think that they are going to look back on and go, Ah, probably should have had it. it it's one of those things going to be a talking point all day you know, today. Oh, it should be. Uh, what do you think about the uh, the uniforms of the Titans? You it know what you said something,
3: you, and I was I. You said something, and I know we're gonna go here. And I purposefully didn't respond when you said it in pre-show. I'm just, but gonna let's say have it. let's have this conversation, Rob, because I was like, I cannot believe you just said that. The Seahawks Get, throwback looked a lot
4: better than the Houston you, Oilers. It did, Rob it Thompson. Better, it looked better. It looked more. The Rob should
3: never. Well, first of all, that no. Okay, look, let's let's
4: put which team
3: is wearing the uniform aside. Are you telling me? The Seahawks' Steve
4: Largent throwback is better than Earl Campbell's throwback? Are you telling me I'm, that? I'm telling you that it would be better if the team in Houston was wearing them. Well, we just talking about the uniform, Well, the right? uniform is beautiful. I, I'm not but gonna, just stand but on I, it. If you think it's better than the Oilers, that, that is a, a beautiful look, uniform. The, the, Seattle, the
3: Seattle uniform is fire. It's fire. I hated
4: seeing it. I I just hated seeing it. with Ooh, the, the oil with the Titans? Yes, but they're the Oilers. I know. So what I'm do you? Not, why you hate it? So it needs to never come back. Because if
3: I'm the Texans, I wouldn't want the Oilers. Because I'm not the Oilers. But the Titans are the Oilers. But if you're
4: a Houston fan, God, you're watching a team and that's playing in Nashville wearing a Houston Oiler Derek on their helmet. Man, alive! That was so awful to watch. But, as I'm looking at is that Edwin pulled it up.
3: That Seattle is sexy. The is, Seattle throwback it is sexy. Good. I ain't gonna lie. Surprise. I ain't, I'm not gonna lie. You know what I. You know what I like about it. I, the blue and green are a little different than the today's blue and green. It's not so navy. Yes. Like today's Seattle is like super strong navy. That was more like that blue. That I prefer. It was a, a but, surprise.
4: But that Oiler. It's beautiful. It's just the wrong team wearing it. It's like me watching Cincinnati roll in. You know what? Today we're putting on old Oilers gear. It just didn't feel right. What the hell are we watching? It, it was weird. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it wasn't weird. Now,
3: what was? It was weird. But now, what wasn't, Rob? Now, I want. If, if you know what? If I knew how to do it, I would have done it myself last night. But April 27th. 2023 was the nfl draft i came on these airwaves i don't know if edwin you were with us yet and i was like man i really think the cowboys should draft will levis we liked him
4: we didn't think I w- he was a
3: first round draft pick. no it was, yeah i I, th- I really felt like they should have drafted will levis and we wouldn't be i mean you ended up giving a, i mean he didn't last as long as i thought he would he ended up going second round to tennessee but his first start look good four touchdown passes I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, you, and that was your favorite quarterback out of this draft. I, you just didn't feel like, well, he was a second round pick, but this is what I'm telling you, Rob. You ain't getting nothing from Mozzie or Schoolmaker. No, you're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> cause you know, that was the thing, you know, when I talk with, we talked about it and we talked, uh, Jason Minnis called me an idiot and RJ Ochoa called me an idiot. I get it because it's like, look, if you draft that, that's not a need. I get that. And Mozzie was a need. Schoonmaker wasn't. <laughs> Schoonmaker was not a need. And you're getting nothing from either one of those guys. So why not draft Will Levis? Because Will Levis, what he did yesterday, he just got Tannehill traded or cut. Tannehill's time in Tennessee He's gonna is be a Viking. I, and I don't care Will Levis comes out the next couple of weeks at those interceptions. You you have to move forward with Levis. And now you got to go and get Tannehill up out of here. He gave Tannehill a pink slip yesterday. Good. It was a good run, though, Tannehill. You get the sense
4: that... They probably knew this was coming. Oh yeah, yeah. I that's why they that, went. That's why they went so high. A second round pick on a quarterback is high. Well, I think that everybody with the with the Oilers, <laughs> uh, no, got to laugh about it like that. Everybody with the Titans knew this was coming. They uncorked. They uncorked him. I mean, it was it was not like they were like we're just going to roll him out and hope everything goes for the best. They were sending D Hop deep. They were yeah, like everybody go deep. Let's uncork this. Yeah, you know it's crazy.
3: There was a kind of like one of them things where I guess um, Brabo was like, man. I mean, it can't get no worse, right? It can't get no worse. Let's 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 roll Will out here. I will and it say this out. though:
4: How many times have we written Taney Hill off though? You know how many other quarterbacks have rolled? What, remember that little short quarterback from Liberty? They rolled out a couple years ago. And oh the, Malik. Malik, we thought that guy was the next no, one. He had him a he, game. He,
3: Yeah, no, he's bad.
4: Malik is Malik ain't the answer. Malik will be in the USFL next year. But there's something about Levis or Levi's. I, I can't quite figure um, this. Le- I don't know why it's not Levi's. I know, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, there's something about him. On. He's there. He, there's there there. You know, he's got, yeah. you can tell. Well, we
3: all knew he had a cannon. Yeah.
4: Well, he looks and acts like the starter. He, when you watching him running, after the first touchdown pass, you could tell Well, was like, yeah, this is mine. Yeah. This is my team, yeah, and I'm not giving it back. Uh, we will say we saved the best for last, the Jets and the Giants game. Dude. It's really part of a bigger discussion.
3: I've never seen, like, that was vomit two teams that that was the most disgusting thing i've seen in quite some time it's yeah it's too early in the season to have to watch that the giants quarterbacks combined for minus nine yards passing listen to what i just told you the giants two quarterbacks Tyrod Taylor and some dude named Tommy DeVito, which, which is a perfect name for New York. DeVito, they they combined for minus nine yards passing. And I had a guy that's, that hosts the show here from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. We used to do TV, great hair, great looking dude. Told me that that was an entertaining football game where we saw 24 punts, 0 for 18 on third. And two quarterbacks combined for minus nine yards. I was told by a certain dude on this station that that was an entertaining well, we football But we have to game. qualify good and entertaining. Because no, no, I don't, Rob. There's nothing entertaining about that game.
4: Well, I mean, when you'd see who's gonna fall last, well, well if you, if a you want to
3: cue to yakety sax music, well, there's a couple of Kal- that. Regarder, That's kind Tra- of bear, what it
4: was. <laughs> That's kind of entertaining, right? I mean, we all watched. Did you turn the channel when you were watching I I, but, the Jets desperately drive to win it? Did you turn? I kept the channel? getting.
3: I would. I tried, Robin. I kept getting nauseous
4: would Dable with McCarthy. Like I just kick it. Wh- I, I kick it. It'll who, be fine. Who defers? In overtime. You deferred in overtime. Who does that? What?
3: A- like, that's when you think, like, there, <laughs> there's something about people that think they're smarter than everybody else. I just found out. I had no idea. But I just found out. One, I already knew Brian Dabo was the type of guy that wants to uh, publicly shame his his players mm-hmm. and make sure everybody knows that it's not his fault. Like, I knew that. But I didn't know that Brian Dabo thought he was smarter than everybody. Office. Here we go. Zach, run around. You know when the yaggity sack started? When the coin toss for overtime.
4: Here we go, everybody. We will defer. You what? I think he said defer. Yes. Okay, we'll go ahead and kick it off then. 20. Rob, there were more punts.
3: Leave the music running. 24 punts. More punts than points. 0 for 18 on third. And the Giants' two quarterbacks combined for minus nine yards passing. Then the head coach deferred
4: the gosh darn punt. And I, and I was being told that that was awesome. That's what I was told. It is time for a lottery. The NFL, this worst record crap. <laughs> it's We need a lottery, man. We got teams nose diving on week seven. No, uh, week seven we have teams. The Giants are under orders not to win, and I think that you think so, oh, man. You defer, no really, you, think you so? legit deferred and over. There isn't a statistical category anywhere in football that says you defer.
3: <laughs> when I look, I mean, uh, other than the AFC North, Rob, who every team in the AFC North is above five hundred. I am seeing. Keep the music rolling. I'm seeing some of the worst football I've ever seen. I've seen some of the worst NFL football that I have ever seen in my life. And my, I've been on radio since, really, I'll just go 2007. 16 years of being on radio, this is some of the worst football. I mean, the Texans and Panthers, that was disgusting. Just because a game is close or come down to a field goal don't mean it was good football. Disgusting game. Even the Chiefs and Broncos. Ugh. Did you see anybody watch the Chargers and the Bears?
4: I like that quarterback for the Bears, though.
3: You gotta, you gotta pick something. I like the
4: underdog like that. Green Bay, Minnesota, awful football. Nothing there. There's no there there. Awful football. No, nothing there. There's nothing going on in Tampa Bay. There's nothing going on in Atlanta. There's nothing going on in New Orleans. There's nothing going on in Phoenix. There's nothing going on in L.A. on either side of the ball. Uh, there's nothing going on in Minnesota unless they trade it for a a tiny hill. I, I, there's so much bad. The Jag
3: Steelers game. Wake me up. It is time for
4: Tomlin to just. Uh, I don't know, man.
3: Wake me up. There' are a lot of boring football, but football is king. And when you got fantasy, when you got gambling, it's gonna it's gonna remain king. But that don't mean what you're watching is good. Bad football here. Say, did you see what the Rams did against the Cowboys? Disgusting. Need a lottery, man. Need I mean, you think about five of the Cowboys' seven games were done at halftime. That is, that is that is that fun? Is that entertaining? When the game is over at halftime? What was it, 33-3 at half?
4: Yes. Or 33-10? 10 He got a touchdown to end and to begin, and then the game was so over.
3: So 10 at half.
4: It was as bad as it could get, even on the games that looked entertaining. Entertaining is one thing. And we'll put up with entertaining for a week. But if the trend is this bad, and it's when you juxtapose how bad the football has looked with the records that are breaking, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, because well, you, you're talking about Tariq Hill. We're talking about um, A.J. Brown, Christian McCaffrey. Okay, so we've got touchdowns scored in McCaffrey. We've got the m- consecutive 125 in touchdown games by A.J. Brown. First time this has ever been done you got Tyreek Hill, who's already got 1,000 yards receiving. First time this has um, ever been
3: done. I think Jamar Chase was the quickest to um, having five 100-yard games with 10-plus catches. So, yeah, we're breaking records all over the place. Only where the rules are allowing it. Right, because it is an offensive league
4: we got a lot more to do, and it won't be any fun unless you're with us. Coming around the corner, we're looking at the Cowboys in depth. You're going to hear from Dak and Mike McCarthy and Seedy and all thems them that won. It's R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star.
1: It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. me! Thompson. You don't believe the other way in
6: transition
0: to the point.
6: Oh, I want some
1: nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about
3: this, Cowboys? Yeah. Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I
0: wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you.
3: Good morning, good morning. It's
4: R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. We'd like to welcome winter Burr. to San Antonio. I see Burr. 44 and windy. It's so cold and windy, it blew a live fox into our Dude. studio. Uh, it's not courtyard. in our studio, no. in our courtyard, at our building. There is a lot. it's like a zoo. It's like we've got a like a zoo animal. we got windows you can go see. Right. A fox. Call Tim Morrow. (laughs) So what? So we got it. So break down to why it's
3: it's not a big deal to see the fox, but break down why it's there's no doors
4: or fences or anything. Our building is built around two courtyards that are built inside of the. Building. So the only access to get to the courtyards themselves, which are surrounded on all four sides by building, are by, uh, you know, a couple of glass doors on the interior part. Saturday, you know, the guys that are here see a fox on one of the courtyards. It's been here since Saturday. Now, uh, Greg Shelton, our resident animal trainer, uh, has left food and water. The animal is, you know, is being protected in that i ain't going out there i ain't going and out. we Those i believe we've got somebody coming to get it but right now we got a live uh s- you know silver but, red fox you know around. i i don't i hate the fact that my whole
3: childhood was a lie because on television cartoons everything i was led to believe every fox was red I'm that true. fox is silver yeah, my, See, even fox my wife is, was like that's a coyote that's not a fox that's, that's not no, that's a fox
4: that's a coyote no that's a fox and the only good fox it's a dead one, coming from a chicken what, owner. What, oh, okay. See you. So I don't you don't, like foxes at all? Because they mess with your egg count. They, they they take care of the chickens pretty quickly, and they can climb trees, and they got a weird noise. So to them. that's what
3: we think happened. We think this fox with Jimmy down the
4: hall, KTSA producer
3: says, I think the fox was chasing a squirrel up the tree. Squirrel is quick as hell. Put the Tyreek Hill on him. Fox comes up over the ceiling, drops about five feet. Lives to see another day. We got water and food out there for him. Yeah. Alpha is. I mean, our freaking logo is a dog. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> Alpha, well said, Alpha. We love animals. We taking care of them, but yeah, we got to have somebody come and get them. Because if it was up to Rob, we'd have already taken care it of might, them. If it you know be, what I mean? It might be like it's so There'll be hard. some house cats that are going to. Let
4: me tell you, that fox <laughs> running around here. There's some house cats ain't here today because of that fox right out there. I guarantee it. So, but are they like? They're not like
3: bad as like feral pigs, right? They're not like tearing up land. No,
4: but they'll they'll eat they'll get your dog they'll get your cat. These that's a wild predatory animal out there. That's not a everybody just looks at these little foxes. God, how cute! Jimmy down the hall is like, man, I feel so awful. I want to take him home. That thing will chew your throat out if he gets a chance. Let me tell you, nobody looks at these wild animals like I want to take him home. Coyote, who would want to shoot a fox? I would. I'll take him down. What the hell is going on, Rob? Because I guarantee you, well, that see, thing, you know, if, we, you let, if we let it out in this neighborhood, there will be a, a puppy will not survive in the next two weeks if it's outside. I've watched a fox run from the woods, grab a kitten, and run back into the woods in front of us. I've seen it happen. I, so, nah, yeah, you like, nah, get him up out of here. That's a predatory animal. Don't let it's pretty coat, Peter email Rob. No, there's a place for no, it, I'm just kidding. not no. in the neighborhood.
3: No, not in the neighborhood. And that's the second one I've seen, because I remember one morning I got here and he scattered off. I don't know if it was him, but I've, that's my second fox I've seen here at yep. Alpha
4: Media. And those things are smart. If you see them, there's a problem. If you see them, they're hungry, the, they're hurt. The, yeah. You should never see a fox. If you see it, it's not doing well. There's something wrong. It's overly hungry, it's overly thirsty, or it's hurt. They're not going to just come out and let you see them. Hmm. Anyway, that's the wife around
3: the uh, radio. <laughs> Rob ranch. Thompson going, pull that back up, <laughs> YouTuber. Shout out to our YouTubers. Rob Thompson going, Elmer Fudd was not on my bingo card this morning.
4: <laughs> Waskily Wabbits will take care of you. Well, see, Elmer got the, what was that? That was a double barrel, Elmer, you yes, said. Then he went old school slug hunting. Yeah. Anywho, the uh, Spurs got slug hunted last night. What the hell was that?
3: No, I'm, I'm going to just say it, Rob. I was mm-hmm. I was trying to be nice. It was too early. But since it's 8 o'clock and people in the car and the sun's coming out, we got foxes. Get 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 Jeremy Shohan away from my point guard position, please. It's, it, 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 it's just not. It's not it, it, it. It. There's no there there. It's not what he does. I appreciate the experiment. Maybe, you know, we're about to play Phoenix twice in the next couple of days Tuesday and Thursday. Maybe I'll give him them, them two games to see if it could get any better. But last night it came to a head, and I, again I don't know if that was because the Clippers, you know, suffocating
4: defense, or just because the Spurs had went out Saturday night. I don't know. One twenty-three to eighty-three, a forty-point loss, and the Spurs were never in it. I mean, it wasn't even close. Uh, eight turnovers in the first quarter. I think it had nearly fifteen by halftime. It was the kind of game where I don't know how Pop. Manages to get to halftime, much less to the end of the game, without benching everybody. I, don't, I mean, you want to talk about pops a he new man. He finally did. At some point, you got to just got to call it what it is and say this ain't going to happen. But what concerns you is this is a young team, and I understand losing to more savvy veterans. And there's more, no more is, savvy veterans. That veteran was team. some of
3: that last night. Some and, of that
4: was that. And the Clippers just came and said, "All right, young fella, let me show you what to do." And, and Kawhi, Voldemort, just embarrassed Sohan at every turn. At every turn, yeah, so Jer- I was Jeremy was not, not there. He, um, he
3: was trying. Kawhi was doing. Kawhi's a vet, you know. Put him on the shoulder, up fake, hezzy,
4: pause, cross, pull up. He Yeah, he had Jeremy on on skates last night for sure. So you know, Pop tried to react, tried to find a fix, and there was just never any vinegar. There was never any real want to, and that's what it, we're, we did You know, game three. You know, at least you guys can go out there and act like you're excited to be there. It's your first road trip of the year. Those guys acted like they weren't scheduled to play for another hour. I, I don't know what exactly was going on. They didn't then wake some up of in the that.
3: Some of the turnovers, like, again, Pop just kind of looked at them and, like, what the hell are y'all doing?
4: Now, I also
3: think that at some point, and again, we're only three games into this. They don't know, everybody's still getting used to playing with Wimby. There also has to be a more concerted effort on everybody's part that's on the court with Wimby, to get him the ball when he's had a clear mismatch. Like, I, I get it. I know there's been I know there's been this concerted effort as a Spurs to say, no, we're a team. We're mm-hmm. not all about Wimby, and blah, blah, blah. But a mismatch is a mismatch is a mismatch. And, you know, I, I, Wimby even looked a little bit frustrated last night. I, I saw a few times last night where he kind of threw his hands up to the guys like, yo, what the hell are we doing? And I get that. But, it, I mean, to the other Spurs' credit, you know, Vassell or Keldon or whoever you want to talk about, Wimby looked uncomfortable, too, even when he got mm-hmm. the ball last night. He looked rushed. He didn't look strong with the ball. You know, it, 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 it was everybody was awful. Everybody, including Pop, because of that lineup. That's not it. That
4: lineup is not working. When Wimby gets the ball looked, in the offense, and he's – he just likes to be looking at the basket when he gets the ball. Yeah. And when he catches the ball off of curl picks and he's got his back to the basket, he ain't nothing there? good comes from that. At least not yet. Yeah, he's got to learn that, though, Rob. Yeah, he does. So I don't know how much you work on it and keep forcing it, even though he has an, he's obviously not comfortable grabbing the ball, looking for the double team, doing your old-school NBA, expect the double team, make the dribble to go through it or pass it or pass out of it. He doesn't even give it a chance. And some of it's leverage some of it he's getting the ball and getting pushed away immediately and others you said it he's not capitalizing on it and i'm not sure he's getting the ball enough
3: when he you know i don't think he is i don't think he is i think and i think also if you're going to have him rim run throw it to the rim like literally like that like if he's down there one-on-one with anybody in the world other than chet if he if he is underneath the basket rim running after a rebound Throw it at the rim every single time. If you're going to turn it over anyway, if, especially last night. Like last night you kept throwing the ball out of bounds. Or if you're going to do that, at least throw the ball at the rim to Wimby. Because, again, only Chet Holmgren and Przingis are the only people I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not going to throw that. But if Nicholas Batum, who did block one, but for the most part, if Nicholas Batum is running down the middle of the floor with Wimby, I'm throwing the ball directly at the rim and, and see what happens. Versus throwing it to damn Popovich on the bench and creating another turnover. What? Are we, why are we having them rim run if we ain't gonna throw it up? Throw it up there,
4: dog. And I, you, it almost feels what are like they are working on. Okay, we're not getting there yet. That rim run's always going to be there. What I want you guys to do oh, okay. right now all is right. run through the offense. Okay. And I think, but I don't agree with that. But it just gets you get the sense that we all know if you throw the ball high on a rim run and you do it eight consecutive times, four of them he's going to score, two of them he's going to get fouled. On a night where you got 25 turnovers, what, what's the worst that could happen? So that's what veteran teams do, I guess, and he's trying to run through some stuff. It's hard to watch. Now, the, the, the point guard thing is going to be an issue until it's addressed. And I think that they're waiting to get Devontae back in the fold just to kind of work on rotations to see. Where, he's not a point guard, but he is a guard. He might be the best point guard on the team. Though. And maybe that's be. the answer.
3: He didn't play last night. I don't know if that's because, you know, he's coming off a of suspension and they're trying to get him up to speed. They don't want to run him out there too soon and, you know, maybe pull a hamstring or, you know, mess up something fast twitch wise. But it may turn out Devontae Graham's the best option at the one.
4: You brought up something that is worth watching. And that's just the general wind that Victor has. And the the expectations of a guy who every time anybody talks about him says he ain't 73. Everybody, every time anybody brings, so a guy who obviously by anybody who's standing next to him is probably 7'5 by now. Yeah. There's, I guess, physically, and I can't wait to have Dr. Garrett on to talk about the wind and how much effort you can get from that
3: size and for how long. different. Like, again, everybody in the league, I saw and B, that's a joke. I saw a lot of guys around the league these first three games sucking wind. That's a different type of running they do. And you don't really know until you like you get to observe a game courtside. It is so fast. So these first couple of weeks, guys are getting in game shape. I get it. And I'm just paying attention to the Spurs, though. He's more winded than everybody. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why he's the first guy to be sub because it was about the six-minute mark. And I'm like, why is he being sub? But there's a couple of times throughout the game where I'm looking at him, and he's mouth-breathing. And I'm like, oh. He is a—you know, there's winded, and then there's wimby-winded. Mm-hmm. Wimby-winded looks a little different than everybody else's. I'm like, man, breathe through your nose, bro. What are you doing? Close your mouth. Don't grab no, your you, shorts. Man, everybody yeah. can tell.
4: Oh, well, breathe through your nose, man. You're catch a fly. The uh, hockey line change. You know, you figure yeah. he's going to be running five and sit down for right. 30 and back in for five. Um, I think we're headed that direction. But there's sometimes without him, Listen. last night without him, that offense was a little bit more direct. Because because you when he's out there,
3: even though I don't think they're getting to him enough, when he's out there, you're constantly thinking mm-hmm. about it and things get clunky.
4: Assists they had 21 assists and 25 turnovers. Of those turnovers, good 15 Lord. of them were steals. So, <laughs> yeah, Paul George had like three in the first quarter. Ten of them unforced, uh, just bad passes, lazy passes. I do think of the three games, the one trend that I am happy with, and there's other good things, but. I think Chetty Osman is turning into that six man I like Chetty, Guy from that what can I've do seen stuff.
3: and he's not scared. he puts it up, shoots a good percentage from three. I like Chetty. yet again, a great a great grab from Pop one of those that won't be talked about it was one much. of those ones where it was out of left field for me too when they, when they when they went and got him, but I was like, oh, I remember him. I like his game. put
4: him in that Rudy Gay. Yeah. John, right. Just go get a professional bucket getter, and we'll find a way to use them. Amen. Coming back, the Cowboys, it looked spectacular, but how did they get there? McCarthy talked about the connection between Dak and CD, and it was extraordinary last night. When you look at the numbers, it's been ongoing. Also looked a lot like Tyron Smith was a healthy scratch. I don't know what the heck's going on there. We're going to hear from him regarding Tyron and what we should consider him week-to-week week as just a guy or a starter. More Cowboy talk as they come off a tremendous win. And, boy, it's a big week. We're going to get you ready for Philadelphia all week long because we are your home for the Dallas Cowboys. Coming back, we'll prove it. This is R&R, and and you are on one, San Antonio's sports star.
2: They're going to blitz Stafford. He throws it to the left. Picked off by Bland. He's done it again. Look at me. My eye came back home. A house call for Deron Bland.
3: I see you working, Sham. By Bland, he's done it again. I see you working, Sham.
4: <laughs> that is deep. For I see you working, Sham. Brad Sham on your Dallas Cowboys radio network. It's yes, Deron Bland, yet another pick six. That makes three if you're keeping score. Uh, Trayvon, well, I hope you're enjoying your rehab. Uh, uh, you know what? Who sent me this? It was
3: a pro football focus. My buddy sent it to me, though. FF's Twitter. Deron Bland, three pick sixes, has caught more TD passes than Devontae Smith, T Higgins, Tyler
4: Lockett, Jalen Waddle, and Calvin Ridley. Uh, you know, the, uh, I That's have two crazy. of those guys on, on fantasy teams. <laughs> Are you I have two of them. Yeah, I've got Waddle. and uh, He th- caught one yesterday. He did, finally. Of course, I didn't start him. But yeah, he, I said, oh, uh, you got uh, T Higgins? Yeah, and Higgins as okay. well, which, you know, Burrows is finally coming. Devontae Smith, though, he's had the dropsies. But he won't this week. No, you know? <laughs> no. You, here, uh, here it comes as the Cowboys get ready to take on an Eagle team that was uh, yet again. What's the term? I like the another adversity game. You when you talk Philadelphia, Rudy, you, you keep bringing up adversity game because they're seven and one. They don't one, do anything pretty, but they don't feel like a seven and one team. Is that is that a fair statement? And I feel like a really oh. good football team, but every week in the fourth quarter, I'm watching a game that they could lose. Every week. Fair. In the fourth quarter. Now, the good side of that is they win them. The bad side of that is they're letting teams stay close to them that shouldn't be that close. Yeah. I mean, to let Washington
3: score 14 points on you in the fourth quarter is weird. You're down 17 10 at the half. That's why I say it's adversity wins. But they just, they always find a way. Now, I do got to give Sirianni and the offensive coordinator, um, and nice little. oh, okay, I see y'all working. Lined up for the tush push, and then, and then a quick pitch out to to DeAndre Swift. I was like, oh, Washington wasn't ready. Because, see, everybody is so caught up in, like, we're going to be the one. We're going to be the team to stop it. It's going to be. us. so Washington's got literally 11 guys in the box. And boop, you no know, pitch
4: out to Swift. Six. You know what, Rudy, when I saw them do that, you know what I thought? And I believe this. They what didn't want to run that play yesterday. They were saving that for Dallas. They were saving that for us, but they were behind. They needed that play. But yeah. that's the kind of thing that you rate all season to run that one non tush push to go get and the work, And it worked. But I think they had to do well, it against a commander's team that they didn't want to have to use that against them. They wanted it this week. I'm telling you, that they they've been doing this all early. year long, just setting up. Now there's a deep pass off that play as well. But the Tush push finally. Or the brother the brotherly shove. The, can we adopt one which which
3: do you prefer i like brotherly I show do too. that actually has a good one. now this is what i'll say rob and we were talking about that we're you know we discuss football in our little group chat all you know all saturday most saturdays and most sundays and minutes is like man the commanders are working over philly and at that time it was the first half and i was like well that's not good for dallas if washington beats philly i don't the last thing you would have wanted as a dallas cowboy fan is philly coming into dallas after losing to the Woeful commanders, because then they, you know what I mean. It's a different type of, um,
4: yeah.
5: You I'll know what you mean?
3: I mean. This is bet. I mean, again, you still got to do it on the field, regardless of how this went down, whether they won or they lost. But you would not want a wounded, beat up, mad at the world Philadelphia Eagle team coming off of a Commanders loss at home, because this isn't Philly, right? It's in the link. Cowboys started
4: They got the Cowboys at a three point dog, which a, that means it's an even game on the road down three. I think that I think that's probably appropriate to what See, we that's saw. When you know you've been around gamblers a long time, when you we start breaking it down like that, like
3: damn, bro, well, the road's
4: you? worth two and a half, so right. you're got to get yeah. that off the top. You know the, the bye week; it did show. There was a little bit more energy in their steps. There would seem to be a concern and a little effort. rust
3: with the offensive line. I don't know if that's because
4: of tiring or what, but yeah, three plays they were not playing, but they did get themselves focused and they did just open up a can of whoop ass. Mike McCarthy talked about what they focused on during the bye during the bye week.
5: Well, I mean, when we looked at the offense during the bye, I, I think it's just like everything you. you, you, you Really chew down on it and and take a lot of the situational football out of it. Uh, Because, you know, obviously with these big victories, you know, just. You know, we didn't punt until we got the four-minute offense here at the end. Um, so, you, you, you know, you have to look through that. So, and um, just focus on the direction you want to go forward. So, uh, you know, our, our statistics, um, you know, in, in, I thought the analytics department did a really nice job on their deep dive. And, you know, one of the things that come out of it was, you know, we didn't start very fast last year, you know. And, uh, you know, we were actually – Know, from a production standpoint, uh, further ahead. So, uh, I, I think it's just like anything: statistics are excellence. The analytics part is excellence, but just really stay through to the video and make sure we're giving these guys opportunities. We definitely came in here today and felt like we needed to tilt the game more to the passing game, with you know, when we felt these guys mm-hmm. were, um, you know, excellent in, in the pass rush area. And, and you know, and as you asked earlier, you know, the question on the on how it started. So, uh, I think it's just trying to grow grow the offense, grow the defense, you know, all all the way through. And uh, like I said, this this has been a great week because, you know, just the amount of work that we got done with the players, the extra work, and then um, with the excellent reward today with the win.
3: Hold on. I got to give my guy Rob some flowers right now. I got to give Rob some flowers right now. Let's rewind to last season. Rob and McCarthy went back and forth a few times on different topics, but the one topic that stands out to me, Rob said, hey, coach, what is up with these slow starts? And, and Coach McCarthy says, uh, I would like to see the data on that. But then, right now, in this quote, he said, Well, our analytics department did a deep dive. And what they found was we didn't start fast last year. But he argued, Rob, down last year. Like, no, Rob, you know what? I want to see your facts. He said, He fact checked, Rob, did. live on air. But now you're admitting that last year y'all started slow? Hey Rob, give get, get that man, well, give that man a round of applause <laughs> and some flowers, man. You you knew what you were seeing with the eye
4: test. You didn't need the analytics department for that. But did did you can do you consider uh, obviously the first four plays? I didn't consider this consi- a slow start. I don't either. In no, fact, you not. put in our group chat, and I will contend that was the best play call McCarthy's had with the Cowboys. I for don't sure. know what was going on and how things flowed, but after those first four plays, and for the next. I'd say twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Mike was dialed in. He finally got in the rhythm. Yes, and there's something to that, right? Just getting in that play calling rhythm of bang, bang, bang.
3: It wasn't going to happen overnight. He hadn't called plays in six years, seven years. I don't know how long it's been since he called plays in Green Bay. It's so funny that
4: he fights it, and Dak Prescott fights it. But Dak, dude, you are better when you're moving. He's yeah. better when he's moving. You're just battered, brah. Right. I don't. I don't know why you won't admit it. I don't know why McCarthy won't admit it. Yeah, I don't.
3: I don't either. Uh, what I, I, the one thing I will say about yesterday's game, Rob, I feel like when the game was sealed was, and I think this was probably would if you would ask him, it'll be too late by the time we talk to him. What his best moment in that game was? The Rams come out in the third quarter, mm-hmm. go down, score, get the two point conversion. At that time, it's they're only up 16. There's 11 minutes left in the game. The Cowboys, when you talk about complimentary football, the drive didn't end in a touchdown, but they used nine minutes, kicked the field goal. That to me sealed the game, and that to me is what Mike McCarthy, when he talked about, "Look, I want to be on defense to be able to rest." You got the defense nine minutes of rest, and you extended the lead some. Now, of course, you want to score in the red zone. I get all that. you want to score touchdowns in the red zone, and we got to talk about Aubrey. Good lord, but. <laughs> That's what McCarthy wants. That drive right there, a third and eight, Dak scrambles for a first down, your fourth and one conversion, a couple of third down conversions. Like that is what he wants from his team. That's what he means by complimentary football. After you, you know, you face some adversity, they scored two times in a row because they scored the end of half, then they scored the start. You're only up 16, 11 minutes left, Rob. I'm like, a little part of me was like, wait a minute. This Mm -hmm. is an important drive for the Cowboys. And they take nine minutes off the clock and extend the lead. That, to me, is what he wants this team to be.
4: Sucked the life out of him. Yeah. It really did. Yeah,
3: that was a nine-minute drive. Like three, three third-down conversions and one fourth-down conversion.
4: Pollard averaged over four yards a carry, 4.4, yeah. uh, 20 carries. Um, the running game wasn't great, but it was enough. Yeah. And that, I guess after we talk complimentary football, but the difference yesterday was the number 4 to 88 connection. Dak and Lord. CD were uh, in tune. McCarthy talked about his two skill players.
5: Well, I mean, you can clearly see the connection, um, in and in in obviously you know, started last year. But you know, just the off season, you know, these guys have, have spent a tremendous amount of time together. You know, the one touchdown throw was, it was a new wrinkle. You know, and just you know, you don't have that kind of patience uh, as a quarterback unless you truly trust you know the receiver at the top of the stem there. And you know, and it was a, it was a tight window yeah. throw too. So uh, those guys, you know, and hopefully just keeps going too. But you know, we obviously know that. You know, people are going to continue to try to double him and tilt towards him, and and the importance of moving him around. But uh, yes, Dak and CD are definitely connected, and um, you know had a big day today.
4: The connection was obvious, but I'll I'll put it to you, Rudy. That What's as up? important as that connection was, that wasn't the difference. It was Dak's attention to the tight ends. Now Ferguson had a hell. Of, would you call it the best catch of the Cowboys this year? Might be. It was the
3: best throw, and it was the best catch for what? the Cowboys this season. That yep. was because. He, you got to really look back at that throw. He he cocked back and let that thing fly, and he put some cayenne on it. It was so hot that Ferg had to end up catching it with one hand, and he did that. He had a pretty good uh, end zone celebration. Now, I'm going to say this, Philly, San Fran, New Orleans, whoever y'all want to say is the best at Seattle, if Ferguson comes to the party, watch out. If Ferguson comes to the party, if, if, the, if the trust, what Dak talked about, if their trust is finally there and, he, and, and those two turn the corner, they're going to be a problem. They're going to be a real, real problem. And I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I truly believe that because that has been his safety blanket. If he can find his safety blanket and McCarthy can get nine-minute drives and the defense,
4: yeah, all of it come together. We'll forget about that San Francisco loss. Now, this to me has been the primary difference between Kellen Moore's offense and McCarthy's offense. Mm -hmm. Under McCarthy's offense, the Titans are catching the ball moving downfield. I I cannot remember oh my one time there where was there was no st- yak with Kellen. None, none. It was yeah. <laughs> it was four yards, first down, fall down. At yeah. least now this the tight ends are not only a safety blanket; they're a weapon. It's sure it's right. fun to watch. Let's look around the rest of the league. The Forty ers three straight. Where do they rank in the NFC and how? Is Cincinnati, are they truly back? The gumbo's hot. We're talking about it. r continues right here on 941 San Antonio Sports Star.
0: It's the Mike McCarthy Show. Every Friday morning at 7 and 9
5: with r in the morning. I'm all about winning. So when it has to do with winning, then it's part of our operation, our, our messaging, and our outlook. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game presented by A.A. Best Bail Bonds and
0: 941 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on one San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the
3: morning to all.
4: UTSA coming off a homecoming victory over Eastern Carolina. Head coach Jeff Trailer will join us in about uh, 20 minutes or so to look back on a homecoming weekend. Well... I think we the knew the they football. were going <laughs> to
3: write on their parade. No, 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 I I mean, they, they beat East Carolina, East Carolina Pirates, the homecoming game. But to me, more of the story, and he, they even, he even had to address it in the postgame, was obviously the, uh, the money. And yeah, the we're going to talk about Yeah, we definitely got to talk about that. Because, you know, he, the thing that Coach said that I felt him, and he said that from the bottom of his soul, he said, hey, you know, we got North Texas this week. He said they're going to be practicing in their bubble. He goes, I don't know when I'm going to be able to practice. I guess he's, I guess we're going to have to practice in the cold and in the rain. he goes. But North Texas. They're going to be inside. They bubble. And
4: I was like, man, I felt, uh, that. I felt that. I'm going to get on the soapbox one more time. You want to run with a big dogs. You got to get off the porch. Road runners. Come on alumni. Come on students. If you want to, if you want this, it's right there in front of you. You got the coach. You got the athletic you got department, the you got the AD who's who's a champion, you got the president that's charging forward, you got everything you need but you, but you. But you student, but you, UTSA Roadrunner, you are in the way. If you want it, it's there. But let me tell you something, as a fighting Texas Aggie, I covet something you got. You hey, better hey, take hey, care hey, of
3: it. Hey, hey. You better hey, take her out. Don't, don't, you better don't, tell her she's pretty because don't, don't, don't I'm be, – Don't be trying to break up. Don't I'm do that. Sliding don't be, don't be, I'm sliding into DMs. I'm just saying. Don't be
4: trying to steal Coach from oh, us. Oh, baby, you're beautiful tonight.
3: Don't be trying to steal Coach from us. You you, got what your are you own doing co- sitting at home you're, tonight? coach won on Saturday. Why Why,
4: why are he just take you to Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> Which is, Y'all just taking Trailer to Cheesecake. That's all you're doing. You're taking him to Red Lobster. Us Aggies, we'll take you know him for what? a steak.
3: You know what? We'll I'm take not, him
4: out. We'll show I, him a good I, I'm time. I'm
3: not doing this with you. I don't. We ain't going
4: to the movies. Don't be trying. This to ain't steal. coffee date.
3: <laughs> no, be trying to steal our coach. Rob, y'all have a coach, and you got we two do. actually. No,
4: <laughs> you we got, got Bobby Petrino and Jimbo. Why you need trailer? Trailer's here in, in about twenty minutes, and he has a legitimate gripe. He does. Don't if he if you were one of his players, he'd be talking to you about commitment. If you were a Roadrunner football player, Roadrunner student, or alumni, he'd be talking to you about commitment. What does it take to be a champion? Yeah, if we want it. I guess if this is what we want, right? If you yeah, want it, it's there. Yeah, we can't even be talking about the Big 12 where we can't get a practice if bubble. If you can't even build a freaking bubble. That's expensive, though, right? It is. If you it's want a few it, hundred, Roadrunners, it's, a few hundred. it's there.
3: Yeah, but when he said, yeah, North Texas, they're going to be practicing in their bubble. I was like, ouch. You
4: didn't have to say it like that, Coach. This is a guy who wakes up giving tacos in the morning to every one of these students, and you guys can't come up with a couple bucks a day? <laughs> you want what it is there? Coach Trailer's just around the corner. Let's not beat a dead horse. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to quantify. Yeah, you do. <laughs> just You just don't want to quantify it. They just say it. You Sam Fran ain't who we thought they're they not, were. They're not. any. I went into this weekend thinking, if Kyle Shanahan can somehow find a way to win a football game with a concussed Brock Purdy or a Sam Darnold, who who knows, uh, then let's just throw out the playbook on how you develop quarterbacks. Because obviously this guy can pull anybody off the street and do it. And they can't. It, 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 thank goodness. It, it, every other coach around the league, it was proven, you got to have horses to win. There's that. No Debo, no tackle, no a lot of stuff. 49ers are in a, in a definite slide at the wrong time. They needed a bye week, but that's a team that film is out, and we can now see the problems. The problems with them is they can't defend the run at all, and until they get a left tackle, you can beat that quarterback up.
3: Yeah, and, and I guess, I mean, you said it a couple of weeks ago, Rob, and I was like, nah, it's, it's still McCaffrey. It's still McCaffrey. They missed Debo for sure. Uh, I guess he, he's the engine that could. I, I, I don't know. But good teams
4: don't lose three in a row. Without hesitation, they are a team perfectly suited to beat the Cowboys, whether they've won five games or lost five. That's a, you know Matchups make fights. The Cowboys have to play at home when they play the 49ers in the playoffs. I don't care who's yeah. playing quarterback or how they're doing. I think that is definitely. Wow. Defi- and this is a
3: stat for Mr. Kyle Shanahan, who we love, who we give him props to, he is one and 30. one and thirty, when trailing by three plus points entering the fourth. So what that tells me is, if you can find some way, somehow to have any any sort of a lead on Kyle Shanahan going into the fourth quarter, you have beat him.
4: That is a crazy stat.
3: By three, I can see if it said seven, I can see if it said ten, but if you have a three point lead on a Kyle Shanahan coached team.
4: Going into the fourth, you are winning. Well, he has had Garoppolo around for a couple of years. <laughs> so there might be... His quarterbacks aren't come from behind quarterbacks. There might be some issue there, but that does speak to the quality of the 49ers, who by most still are in the top three or four in the NFC. Uh, Eagles, you said they did it. They won it with adversity. A little bit of adversity. Whatever. Um, I think that what they did was against a—I a, think the Commanders and the Arizona Cardinals are better than their record. I do too. I don't especially know how
3: much better, especially the commanders. Especially like there were some throws, even even scary Terry. i put some throws on the money, and they were just dropping passes. And now reports are—I've been—I just saw this during the break. Reports are the reason why Jalen Hurts only had six yard rushing. He's nursing a bad knee.
4: They've only faced each other, Jalen and Dak, one time. That's a two-game lead no they're
3: not gonna they're not gonna bench him no he gonna play are you sure they played Edwin? i thought they hadn't played i thought i could have sworn they had not played each other not like as a jalen as a starter maybe came in during the i don't know during the blowout but i don't know if there's any head-to-head stats what's the head-to-head stats oh and one okay so
4: it was that monday night a couple of years
3: back so just once They've only seen each other once in the three, four years Jalen's been here, three
4: years, whatever it is. But I can't wait. What's something's gotta give? Something's gotta give, and it could be an offensive lineman like for the Dallas Cowboys. We had a late scratch in Tyron Smith. Which
3: Hey man, look, I I I don't I I I don't know what's going on in the Bay Rob, but I would love to be a fly on the wall. Because Steve Kerr. Said Chris Paul, I know we 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 brought you in and we said, hey, you're gonna be you're gonna help us win our fifth title, but I'm gonna bring you off the bench. First time in Chris Paul's career, he's came off the bench. Why can't we do that with Tyron? It's, and it's not because he can't play. It's just so the guys that are there can get some continuity. Like, why are we still why are we still waiting around and hanging on Tyron Smith every, you know, neck, knee hand shoulder now archer told us that he wanted to play mike and that mike and the gang said no thank you abel
4: for subscribing to youtube thank you absolutely yeah. um I, now like that it. that is a alone is a little bit of a concern hey man everybody every, every, any, anybody can come off the bench if manu can well no <laughs> when, when when what did archer say he wanted to play he wanted to play but the doctor said bro no That's even more concerning to me than him not wanting to play. And the doctor's going, well, he could if he was healthy. Now, the thing is, there's some money tied up in Tyron starts.
3: That's his new deal. Because he's always so injury prone, there's money tied up in how many games he starts. So I could see why Tyron wanted to start, right?
4: Well, I yeah, no. I, you know, I, I know I think that there's something there, but I do think more than anything else when the doctors are saying you know, you're you're one play away from being gone for the year or whatever that case might be and if it, if it was the Super Bowl you might play but not now. I think that we're headed toward a time where Tyron Smith becomes a swing tackle. Just a swing a, tackle. A swing tackle. And I don't think anybody would be upset. The only problem is, between now and then, Tuma Adoga goes out on the court. Now, we're expecting some news uh, regarding that today when we get the injury report. But uh, they're going to be forced to use Tyron in the short term just because that's all they've got healthy. But I just, when you're talking to your head coach on Friday, as McCarthy said, oh, yeah, as a late scratch, you should be fine. Yeah, you asked him, you said,
3: Tyron, anything there?
1: And no,
3: no, 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 no. It just, you know,
4: making sure. He, I'm like, okay, cool. We did see the beginning of a new era yesterday. What era is that? It's the Will Levi's era. In Oh, you're talking
3: Tennessee. about the guy that I told the Cowboys to draft? At his first start, he throws four touchdowns. That guy? That guy.
4: Oh. No, that was the guy the Cowboys oh, okay. passed on. But they did end up with a... Uh,
3: they ended up with Mozzie.
4: With Mozzie. And, and a Schoonmaker. And they did make a deal for a, a, a previous first-round draft pick to have a backup court. Do you think the 49ers are missing...
1: Trey Lance, Lance today. Let we me, have seen me, Trey let me, yesterday. Let me tell
4: you this. Let me tell you this.
3: Brock Purdy is like I've been trying to tell people for a long time. He's Jeremy Lynn. and it started. It's starting to come to fruition. We have now have a legit amount of tape on him and his tendencies and what Kyle wants to do, and is catching up to him. Five interceptions in the last three weeks. His his Lin sanity run is over, and I would tell you. I don't know if they miss. Trey, because they clearly just didn't believe in him. But they're back in the market.
4: Mm-hmm. They're back and when in the I market. Say,
3: when I say back in the market, I mean, you know, at some point they're try to bring somebody else in because Sam Donald ain't the answer either. But I don't think they're missing Trey because, again, what you gave up to get him, if you really thought he was like that, you wouldn't have given him up for a fourth round pick. So I don't think they missed Trey, but I do think they know the Purdy experiment is like, okay, like we've. We've reached our ceiling with Purdy. Like he's still really, he's still good, he's still serviceable, but this is it. This is he ain't getting no better. Why does everybody that play for Shanahan start turning into Garoppolo? Well, because they were there. Uh, the guys that he's at that's why they tried to get Aaron Rodgers. That's why they tried to get Tom Brady. He's really ne- outside of Matt Ryan. He's really never had a top flight. Guy. Well, it seems like everybody turns into the guy that they don't want. No, he gets the most out of guys okay. that don't have that much talent. Because of his scheme, because of the way they run the ball. And just, you know, but you know, three games in a row now, they haven't gotten over twenty. That's not
4: good. Kirk Cousins, did he play his last game as a Viking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done. He's done. Maybe they go get Tannehill. This could be the best thing that ever happened to Kirk Cousins. What, to get out of Minnesota? Yeah. They're four and four. Yeah, I know, but it's not so much about Minnesota as it is the perception of what Kirk Cousins is because I get the sense without him that team's about to just fold its tent oh what do you think they just gonna quit I don't think they're gonna quit I think he is the lone emotional driver of the Minnesota Vikings like I don't see a lot of other leadership there I think he is truly the persona of that team and that sucks because you have Addison, you have Justin Jefferson. It's unfortunate
3: is, to see those type of receivers. He's hurt. It's unfortunate to see those caliber of receivers, though, mm-hmm. having to deal with whoever that backup was that they brought in the game yesterday. I don't want to see that for
4: Justin or for Addison. As the a trade deadline looms. We had uh, Taney Hill benched. And rightfully so. Maybe on the move right there. Oh, he's uh, done. If Dalvin Cook isn't moved by the Jets – they're not doing their due diligence. They don't Yeah, they got to get him out of there. Spurs yeah.
3: on the road all week long. Yeah, some kid named Jaren Hall out of BYU was fifth-round pick. That's who Minnesota's rolling with right now. Jaren Hall from BYU, six feet, 207 pounds, fifth-round pick. Do with, do with that what you must. But four and four is still very much in it. So I would think Minnesota may try to – they're going to try to bring somebody in by two, by tomorrow. What time tomorrow? Like three. I think it's three o'clock. By our three o'clock. time. Okay. More likely to make a move, the Cowboys, or me. It's me. I'm more likely to get drafted in the NBA than the Cowboys are making a significant move. I'm not saying they're not gonna make a move, Rob. They may get some no-name offensive mm-hmm. lineman. But like when we talk about significant move, like you know the pie in the sky type move. I'm more likely to be starting for the Spurs on Tuesday tomorrow night than they are making I won't a splash. Make some
1: glory hope.
4: It uh it certainly matters the way they won. I think we'd have an entirely different attitude if it was close or something difficult had happened yesterday. I think the Fires would be a little bit hotter to make a, a make a move. I still believe the Cowboys are shopping more than they say they are. Again, I'm not
3: saying that, especially now with Tyron and this I'm and with dog dogga Do, 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 his issue with the knee, they may go get somebody from, you know, someone's practice squad for the offensive line. But, you know, the pie in the sky, DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick
4: Henry, Dalvin Cook, I don't see that. UTSA, 41 points on Saturday, he took down East Carolina, the homecoming game in the books. Let's talk to the head coach. Anything we need to know coming out of the game as we prep for yet another conference football game in the AAC. UTSA talk coming next with your head football coach, Jeff Traylor. Don't go nowhere. This is R and R, and you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star.
1: For oh, my God, it's early. Wait. Rob Thompson. Do believe the other way in
0: transition to the Cowboys.
2: Oh, I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this
3: yeah. Begin each day as if it were on purpose.
0: I wake up in the morning I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94 1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good
4: morning. Morning, good morning. It's R and R in the morning, a Monday edition. He is Rudy. I am Rob. Easy E driving the bus all the way to ten o'clock. We love Mondays after a nice football weekend, discussing victories, especially homecoming wins. Let's welcome on the show Jeff Trailer, head football coach of the UTSA Roadrunners. Congratulations, coach! Good win on Saturday.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it.
4: How you doing, man? You all right? Everything good? good, brother? You sure?
2: Oh, yeah. How y'all doing?
4: Well, uh, we're, doing? We're pretty good. Trying to figure out if number two is still wide open. See if your wide receiver had a heck of a yeah. game. Uh, my goodness. Uh, where do we start on a game like this? Talk about your starting quarterback. It was a, a nice uh, comeback after kind of a slow start there in the first quarter.
2: Yeah. Um, well, the way they the way East Carolina plays, it's just the way they make you do it. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of big plays for us. There's going to be a bunch of big plays for them defensively. They just play a very aggressive, crazy, and they're good at it. They're really good at it. A lot of teams pressure a lot, and they don't end up being very sound in the back. and uh, These guys get to their drops very well. Uh, But we we had a really good plan, and we had some really good athletes. We had 10 plays that uh, resulted in over 450 yards of offense. Mm. Then we had another probably uh, 50 plays where we got 50 yards of total offense. So it's one of those feast or famine kind of nights just because of the style of defense they play.
3: You know, Coach, it it feels like, you know, Justin Burke, you, Justin, and Frank are finally in a place, not finally, but are in a place now where y'all, there's a lot of movement, a lot of different, like, moving parts and motion and different layers I like where y'all are offensively and calling the plays. It seems like guys are just running wide open all over the field.
2: Well, it takes some time. Right. It's stuff situated when you don't have your quarterback all spring, all summer. And then he gets hurt again a week before the Houston game. Then he gets hurt in the Texas State game. He doesn't play versus Army. He doesn't play versus Tennessee. Well, it's hard to get all that together when you're not together. I mean, <laughs> I, I <like laughs> no, that I, no, I, no, I, no, I agree. All together, I mean, but it's, it's, and I'm not making an excuse. I'm just telling the truth. Um, and when we've had him up and standing now for a while, so you got to remember, this is this kid's third offensive coordinator in three years. Right. That that's hard. That's really hard. And I know we we keep everything the same around here, but it's just still different because there's a domino effect every time you move that, everyone else is moving on the staff as well. So we we just had to work out some kinks and. We're better now. We're getting a little consistency, and hopefully, go get our you know Dan back and one of our tight ends, and Makai, back at some point. Um, those two more good additions to our offense that'll help us.
4: Four straight four and in oh, conference, probably about where we hope to be right about now. Is that about where are you cooking? About you about ninety percent of your where you want to be, right about now? Um,
2: well, that just shows you. you are you meaning uh, as a our? Where we are with our record, or do you well?
4: No, just you the flow of your online. team. I mean, your offense is you know coming in, and, and you've talked about it. You didn't have a quarterback for a while. You got some guys getting healthy, a couple guys getting back. Your running game—you never know where it's coming from. Different dude every week, but the game itself is working, and your receivers are looking open. The offense is flowing. I'm wondering, like, if you had scheduled your your season, and you go, "Well, I'm I'm sitting at five and three in week eight, and I'm heading to North Texas. Where do I want to be? Are you about where you wanted to be?
2: Oh. You know that's a that's a great question. I we I never look at it that way. Uh-huh. Uh, but I mean, if you were to, if you were to zoom out and, and take off your road runner, you know, <laughs> fan glasses, right. when, To play two power five schools on the road, I mean, you know that's that's a load. Uh, we're a new program, and uh, the Army game at home is going to always bother me. Mm. I thought we were better than them. And whenever you lose to a team that you think you're better than, that's a tough feeling that's for the right. head coach. So I'm just giving you honest talk. No, there. I got you. Because, um,
4: uh, like I like you were saying, from thirty thousand feet, it's my job to look at this and go, you know what? This is about where we expected or hoped to be as you're in your first AAC year. I mean, this is really going well. And as you head up to North Texas, one of those, this is a rival. I don't care how good they are. These we all know these guys. Um, these you got to have a team that you're comfortable with to go on a road like this, especially against a team that's wounded like that.
2: Yeah, and Eric's done a fantastic job. Now we got all remember he didn't go on there take over some place that was broken. True, that's the team we beat in the conference championship right. game last year. They fired a coach for not winning a conference championship. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, coach, it, you got uh, him.
3: You got that man that, fired, coach. I'm messing with you. <laughs> that,
2: that, that, that lets you know the expectations of that place, and probably how they feel about us, to be quite honest about all that. Uh, So he's done a fantastic job. He's one of the best offensive minds in the country. He's found a quarterback. I mean, just last week, they had just taken the lead on Memphis, and then Memphis threw a 36-yard post route with 17 seconds left to beat them. The week before, they just tied up Tulane on the road, 28-28, and uh, Pratt got loose and scrambled in the end zone with less than a minute left in that game. So they've gone toe-to-toe now. Two weeks in a row with the two of the best teams at our conference and and, bear, and lost in the last play of the game, I mean, figuratively speaking.
3: You know, Coach, I, it's what the defense is doing. And I, it, to me, though, this game kind of summed up the last four years. Like, y'all face some adversity and you just keep plugging away and find a way. But the defense as a whole is doing a great job. But I to talk about Trey Moore. I mean, another three-sack game that's 12 on the season in eight games. I mean, I, again, I know there's a lot of other guys making plays, and it's all everybody's working cohesively. But it's tough not to talk about Trey.
2: Yeah, it's it's one of the cool things about playing at a place that's been playing football as short a time as we have. You got a chance to break a school record every week, and I was blessed, you know, to get to Coach Clarence Hicks mm. and watch him break the school record in 2021. And now I'm blessed that we've got Trey Moore in here to break the school record 2023. <laughs> and, you know, right out of Smithson Valley, which is a great story. And I yes. know Larry Hill and those guys are very proud of him. But it's just his effort. His, he's such a person of high character. His relentless effort. Now, he's got some freaky natural ability. But it's just his effort and his character that separates him from a lot of people.
4: He is Jeff Trailer, head coach of the UTSA Roadrunners. Uh, four straight wins headed north to take on a rival in North Texas, although they are a bit wounded. But I do want to talk to you about a, a press release I got on Friday, Coach uh regarding the athletic fund the athletic fee referendum where the university voted in just massive numbers against such a fund i know that's got to be a little bit of a kick in the nuts that, that, to me as a uh it does I, <laughs> yeah coach as he a guy me who comes call. from a that's... university where I, I, we understand knew, the value of what's I going on that. I, <laughs> So I mean, what do you do? I mean, you, you you preach, you know. You wake up the next day and you go to work and you do what you got to do every day of the week. But there's something that you do rely on others to to lift you up. I'm talking to you, Roadrunner students who voted no. I'm ashamed of those guys. Shame on you.
2: Well, I just I, just like I said in the press conference after the game, mm-hmm. you just can't mistake you know a comma for a period. This is a pause. This is not a stop. Right. Uh, we, we've got to keep battling. We've got to figure out what that is. Uh, we will not continue to stay successful. Uh, if the, you just can't keep doing more with less. And I, I know that's a great quote. I love it. I'm proud of what our kids have done. I'm proud of what our university has done. But just a, a small example, and I, and I know people are like, well, you've got real problems, but you know, this indoor this week, like it, it's tough to practice right now. And, and North Texas is going to be in there indoor. Mm-hmm. All week. And we're gonna be out there in this stuff and you, you can't get much better. You can't get a lot better when it's this cold, this windy and raining. And and I know everybody them old school guys be like, Well, we did it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, that was back in the day. I mean, you need to get good <laughs> rep uh to snap a shotgun. Well, get under center, and run the power eye. Well those days are just gone, man. They're not there anymore. So but we also need a baseball field. We need to practice we got practice for our volleyball and our basketball and we've got soccer taken care of now we've got football except for the indoor and the infrastructure you know we're we're last when it comes to that football we're 10th out of 13 now With army coming in we'll be 11th out of 14 that's just hard to do more with less but as long as i've been here somebody in this community stepped up Uh, i overspent on recruiting last year just to stay in the game and we had a booster that covered the deficit for us and as long as I've been here, there's always been another miracle right around the corner. And um, I can't wait to see what the next miracle is. Hey, Coach,
3: should, real quick comment. You know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. I don't blame me for overspending. Yeah, we
2: um, <laughs> well, my, my, my AD knew I was doing it. I just assured her there was going to be a booster that was going to oh, okay. take care of me. I just didn't know who that booster was, but the Lord provided, so we got out of that mess.
3: Hey, Coach, and, and I, so we're not pointing fingers. We're not going to point fingers. But do you feel like as a collective, It was a good enough job done letting the entire student base know to even go vote on this. You know, and I don't want to point fingers. I'm just asking.
2: Well, all you got to do is look at the score, right? And then you got to make some decisions on how we're going to get that all fixed. And you got to look at the score. You know, the, 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 we got our teeth kicked in, to be very honest with you. Or as my man Rob said, <laughs> he put it a whole nother way, right? You got so, kicked so, in the uh, nuts, we, man. We got to reevaluate. We got to be empathetic. You got to listen. True. You got to get all the stakeholders together in the room at the same time. And, and you got to work stuff out. And I know I shared a corny Gilmer High School story, but we lost two bonds while I was there. Right. And uh, trying to get a high school. And we we were having more success than we've ever had in the history of the school. But the third one we got done, and we have one of the most beautiful, you know, structures in the, in the country, really, in Gilmer, Texas. Because we got all the stakeholders together in the room, and we all listened, we all gave a little bit, we all took care of each other, and got it done. So it's going to work at some point, and I don't know when that is, but we'll get it done.
4: That is Jeff Trailer. I agree with you. And it's uh, wake up, and you just go to work and get it done, and it's up to other folks to live up to their end. Coach, congratulations again on a great win. Uh, we look forward to a good week of work. I cannot wait for North Texas. It is always a fun one.
2: Yeah, those rivalry games—you know that you can throw the records out the window and the point spread, and just put the ball down and, and go play. It'll be a fun week.
3: Absolutely. Good luck, coach. We'd look forward to talking
4: to you next Monday.
2: Same. God bless. Birds up. God yes, bless. sir. And birds up. All
4: right, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna let coach go away. Hang up. Hey, T-shirt fan. UTSa you T-shirt fan. You talking to me? You talking to me? Here's the thing. You guys have always had a Longhorn T-shirt in your in your drawer. You've always had an Aggie T-shirt in your drawer. Right. And it's easy to be a fan of another school when they're picking up the tab when all you got to do is pull out the drawer and put on a t shirt and say "I'm a fan Have you ever heard that analogy between pigs and chickens and breakfast? who's committed and who's involved?- Mm-mm. the chicken's involved in breakfast. the pig is committed. That's the bacon <laughs> committed The chicken is involved. We got a bunch uh, of bunch of road runners that are involved. They ain't committed i never I ain't never heard <laughs> Laugh so hard because he knows you what caught, I'm talking about. You caught
3: him off guard. <laughs> you caught him. You caught me Let off. Me guard. You, you should have seen me. At, you caught not only a Coach but me and Evan looked at each other like, wait,
4: <laughs> what just happened? Because let me tell you. he was like, you, I needed to hear that because it is what happened. He you got know kicked in the nut. How many football programs across this country who would kill or die to have access to a Jeff trailer, to have him in your building, who is willing to beat the streets, feed kids tacos, beg for money everywhere? You think Jimbo Fisher has to put up with his crap? You think Jimbo Fisher has well, ever Rob, that's had to too, look... That's apples and oranges, no, Rob. It no, is. But it's but apples and oranges, what? Rob. Here's the problem. You're competing against them. But you th- are a high D1 program. You are now in that... But
3: this is the thing, Rob. I don't know if that entire... I don't... Well, clearly, they're not. This student body ain't about football. No. And and if they're not about football, then I don't know how this... Like, this isn't... This was like Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds vote for the getting in the Hall of Fame. Like, it was... Yes. A long way, way, like this, this, if you don't know, we're talking about UTSA had a vote on if they wanted to raise the fees for the athletic fund. And it was about 5,000 students that voted. And it was like 70% against 70% was against it. If for those that aren't in the know. So what that tells me is if I'm Edwin Hafner and I'm at UTSA and I'm a junior, I, I didn't come here because of football. I came here because I like UTSA. It's in my hometown. There's a bunch of nice apartments, lock and tears across the street. Cool vibe. Like I'm not. Like if I go to A and M, like your boy, your your son's at over there. He knows.
4: Like yo, this is about I'm football. I'm coming to here. Yeah, I'm
3: going to go to the games. He I want to chose that A and M
4: for that. This reason. This student body clearly ain't about that action. And the thing is what concerned me is it's not going to get any better than it is right now, UTSA. You're not going to win more often and be any better.
3: I'm telling you. No, you're right. But the problem is, Rob, is it's almost like I remember in the movie Moneyball when Brad Pitt went into his owner and was like, man, I need more money. And he was like, dude, you're doing fine without it. The thing about it is it's almost he's like he's almost his like he's his biggest problem. Like because you're so good (laughs) with the resources that you have. Why would we? You know what I mean. Why would I get? Why would
4: we put more money into this? Like you're fine. Like you, you don't even lose conference games. Let me tell you. There's probably 25 universities across the country right now who saw a little in some sort of industry newsletter that trailer lost the vote to even have enough money to build a bubble to practice in, and they're filing that away when Dude, they the start bubble shopping is for coaches. Expensive, though.
3: I I hear coach and I, he 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 said that twice now in three days he said hey man they're practicing inside that means it's bothering him yeah but I think that thing ain't a thing a couple hundred mil what are we getting at.
4: Yes, it's a couple of hundred million oh, dollars. It ain't, well, no, it's not. But I no, think okay. what they need is a couple hundred million dollars. I don't expect. Man, North to Texas it.
3: bubble looks nice, and it ain't even really that spectacular. But it's like, damn, they
4: have one because they understand the value of what the football and athletic right. programs bring. Roadrunners, shame on you, students. Amen. We'll be right back. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one, San Antonio Sports Star.
2: Everybody,
6: Jason Minnick here from the Blitz. Coming up at two o'clock today, we're reacting to that Cowboys win over the Los Angeles Rams yesterday. The latest on the World Series and the Spurs in LA. The Blitz starts at two. Rob, you there today? Physically or mentally?
4: Uh, about eighty percent. Both sides. Rob is like Mahomes. He playing hurt? Today. I'm playing hurt. A flu game. Not quite the same. No, you're, I'm not no, having. No, don't flu say game. the f word. Okay, I'm not having the flu again. No, you
3: know what it is, Rob. It's um, you're not the only person. It's I know, and it seems weird because it's lasted so long. But the cedar is real, and it's getting blown around, and it is kicking your ass. It's it's I, it, I think it's allergies, bro. Because I'll tell again, you. you would you would like you don't you're not like weak or nothing like that. It's like it's the worst allergies. This cedar is like high high right now. Whatever, like, I think it's kicking your ass. It
4: is has got a hold of me. Uh, let's look around the NBA real quick, and one of the more significant things that happened over the weekend was one that I, I was surprised that even was a thing to start the season, and that was Steve Kerr benching CP3. Chris Paul is now coming I, off the bench. That is a significant time in a player's now career. Now, remember,
3: there's the video. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul's a rocket. Him and Steve Kerr have words. He's like, you know, Steve Kerr thinks he's made a funny joke. Chris Paul laughs in his face. <laughs> Then walks off and rolls his eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Steve's like, "Who got the last line? like?" Keep in mind, Pop. So what? What y'all are telling me is, Pop is sticking with Jeremy Shohan longer than Steve Kerr is sticking with Chris Paul. <laughs> are you kidding me? So after two games, Steve
4: Kerr, you said, "Nah, this 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 lineup isn't working." And I, I didn't. I don't want to yeah. say I told you so. And I know that – I mean, my gosh, you have no idea whether it'll work or not two games in. Yeah. But obviously there is a problem that Steve Kersey is not going to get any better anytime soon. I don't know what that is. I haven't seen him play, honestly. But when you tell me that CP3 is already sitting down, all I can think is, yeah, just about everything I thought was going to happen in Golden State is already beginning.
3: But should CP care? Is that a thing? No. Like, like, for some guys, it matters. Like, I remember Allen Iverson, he was already at Memphis and already, like, terrible – and he was like, I'm a t- such and such all-star. I'm coming off the bench. Like, for some guys, it is a slap in the face. I don't know if it should be at this age if it's going to help the team. If like, if, if Aren't you ultimately, Chris Paul, at this point in your career, trying to win? He's chasing titles. That's all he's doing. Okay, so then if nah, – now, I don't agree that Steve Kerr should have benched him two games in. That, see, that's what like, I let's find do it, very let's interesting. Let's do 20. To-
4: let's get to a quarter of the way in. Before you bench one of the best point guards of all time. But obviously, he has seen something earlier, and I'm a big believer in failing fast. So, I don't think this has been a failure that quick. But when you see that, the conversations behind the scenes, the politics behind telling Chris Paul, you are coming off the bench. I don't know. I would love to have seen how that conversation went. Uh, I don't know if you do it with everybody around or nobody around. I'm not sure how you handle right. that conversation. Uh, looking around the rest of the league as we start dressing up. Um, Joker got a, play, a chance to play against uh, Chet Holmgren, and boy, did they pounce on Oklahoma City. My Denver gosh. still is good, and, and and Joker, he
3: he hasn't played. I, I promise you, I have no facts. Joker has not touched a basketball since Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Probably not. I firmly believe that. And I don't know if y'all saw We're going to get to the comment on Chet. Did y'all see there was a pass from out of bounds from full, court, full length of the court, from out of bounds, that he just took on a dime to Aaron Gordon. And it's to Aaron Gordon for an alley-oop dunk. As I swear, I'm not just living in the moment. It's one of the five best passes I've ever seen in my life because it was just like, oh, the defense ain't paying attention. I'm just going to throw a lob the full length of the court, like a perfect lob the full length of the court from the sideline. I didn't and I was, see the highlight. Look! Look at this. I Is mean, it one armed or two? One, dude. Look at so this. You can watch. A oh my dude, gosh! look! Look, and it was a perfect lob from eighty feet. Like, I—it's it, almost not fair how easy basketball comes to him. He and he don't care. I think and they look good.
4: The I think you hit it on the head. He's going to play a <laughs> couple of years. He's going to go back and, and just call him one day. Like, no, no, no I'm not coming back. I like being with my horse. I like I'm horses. done. I, I've won enough. This game's too easy for me. I got $300 million. He said Chet needs to get fatter. Yeah.
3: <laughs> because you know why? Because Joker don't know how to tell a lie.
4: No. You're like, y'all so, going to ask me a question? Oh, he probably needs to get fatter. He probably needs to be fatter, you know, like me. Who's the best team in the NBA today as the season begins? Oh, my God. You already want to ask me no, that? No, just today. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where we Denver. sit. Denver. Denver. Far and away, right? Denver. Far and away. It's going to be interesting tomorrow night to see Phoenix and the Spurs. And the only reason I think it's going to be interesting, I think they're about to get pantsed. But I want to see, <laughs> if I'm Pop, I, this is when I want to roll Sohan out. I want to roll out the tallest lineup I can put on the court legitimately, mm-hmm. and keep them out there as long as I can, just to see what I can do to that yeah. Phoenix offense. Just yeah. I want links well, everywhere. Well, Booker and Bill are hurt. so yeah, There you go. Maybe they don't necessarily need to do that. Hey, let's talk some football with an expert. His name is Todd Archer and he writes for ESPN, and he's our regular guest, and he'll be here next as we look back at a Cowboys phenomenal complimentary win will be the term of the week. Cowboys win. We talk with Todd Archer. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. It's R&R, and you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Talk.
1: Oh, 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my god, it's early. Wait, Rob Thompson. Thompson. You don't
0: believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys! I want some nasty! Rudy J.
1: Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about
0: this Cowboys?
3: Begin each day as if it were on purpose.
0: I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you.
4: Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a victorious edition. He is Rudy. I am Rob Easy e the bachelor from Babylon. Hafner on the other side of the double-pane glass. (laughs) Cowboys win going away. We love Mondays like this. So let's treat them appropriately with the star power it does deserve. Todd Archer of ESPN and Dallas Cowboy coverage joining us for his weekly morning, Todd. No East Coast, West Coast flights, a comfortable Home, wake up.
6: Uh, Absolutely, you know it's funny. I was driving home from the game last night; it was still light out. I'm like, I could use more of these noon home (laughs) games. This was nice. Yeah, you know McCarthy
3: likes the noon game too, uh, Todd. So, I guess y'all got something in common there.
6: Uh, Well, I'm sure he likes every game. I like the noon game because I get to wake up early and talk to you guys. So when it's you know a three o'clock or a (laughs) night game, I'm I'm done for. So, hey, Todd. um, Last night,
3: Steve Kerr had to make the decision for the first time in Chris Paul's career to not start him. Are we there with Tyron Smith? Yes. Even when he comes back healthy, because I mean, because if, if we're going to preach continuity, then let's have continuity. And and I know that sounds crazy, Todd. So I hear you. I hear you pausing. No, I, but is it time?
6: It, 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 well, no. You got me pausing because it was a good question that I wasn't I wasn't ready for. But I will also say. <laughs> The dude who replaced him, Chuma Chumadoga, <laughs> didn't finish the game because of an injury. Right. And who knows what his status will be this week. Um, the way it was explained to me is Tyron wanted to play, and the oh. doctors held him out. Oh, so, okay. he was ready to go, and then it was the doctors who just said, no, 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 no. And, and after the game, look, Jerry's going to say what he's going to say. But he's like, if this were the Super Bowl, he would have played. Yeah, I get you, Jerry. They don't have to play another game in six months or whatever it is after that. So you're not there's not a game after the Super Bowl. So it's a little different. Um, I, I get what you're saying, but I still think you just roll them out as much as you can okay. because he's still your best option over Chuma, Doga, Awesome Richards, whoever you want to put out there. Um, but that's a you got me thinking. That one you, you 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 got me on that one. It was that's not a because you know he's going to miss how many, yes, how many more games. it's going to funny, is every time he misses these games, it kind of costs him more money because he's got money tied into playtime incentives and if they mm. make the playoffs and yada, yada, yada. So um, That's why he wanted to play. That may be, <laughs> might have been part of the reason. I, I hope it's not the only reason. I don't think it is with, with Tyron because if you think about it, his contract was such a deal for the Cowboys over the length of it um, that if it really was about the money, he would have – Gotten the, waited for a bigger deal that, that he signed back in whatever the hell that year was.
4: That seems like forever ago. That's Todd Archer joining us for our weekly. You, you know, when you get a win like this, and certainly you're going to hear over and over this week, complimentary football. I don't know what we expected from that Ram offense, but I didn't think we expected so little. Uh, But the defense at least started the game strong. What were the adjustments? Did they talk about it post-game after that first three snaps where it was just uh, free-for-all headed toward Dak? And then suddenly they turned off that spigot and the offense began. What what did they do? Did they talk
6: about it? Yeah, I I asked Tyler Smith, what did you guys adjust? He's like, we didn't adjust anything. We just talked. Uh, We just communicated mm. better. So you know when it comes down to that, you're like, okay. I mean, think about that first drive, right? If there's not that penalty, that that, that is the world's worst. I mean, your quarterback got sacked on three of the first four plays. Like, I mean, it, it, or, or I guess two of the first, well, whatever it was, but it was bad. And you know, you that's not the way you want to start a game. And also, in the end that that drive, obviously with a touchdown that kind of came out of nowhere. And if again that penalty. Does that – I mean, you hate to think like a 23-point win comes down to one illegal contact penalty right. on the fourth snap of the game. But is that, does that change the context of how this thing goes? Maybe the Cowboys still win, but I don't know if they're going to score 43 mm-hmm. points. I don't know if it's going to be that pick six. I don't know if there's going to be a safety. And I don't know if there's going to be the, the C.D. Lamb touchdown all within what was that, like a, a three-minute span or whatever the heck it was. So – um it's yeah. That was not the start they wanted. And let's put it this way: if they start this that way against the Eagles, it's going to be a long night.
3: Yeah. See, that's the thing with this with this particular team, Ty. When they've had the, the the two games they had adversity, you know, they got beat up on. But the other five, you know, they're just these quick starts, which I'm I'm really not used to under McCarthy. They just kind of run away and hide,
6: especially at home. Right. I mean, you, you look at it. Thirty to ten to the Jets, thirty-eight to three against the Patriots, and now forty-three twenty against the Rams. Like I, I don't remember covering the team as long as I've covered them, games that have just been blowouts like that. Like you know, the game's over by the second quarter. Um, but I don't know what McCarthy's doing to, to to bottle that up. And what the funny thing is to me, like you mentioned, the fast starts, and I think of the defense. Well. The defense has allowed points on their first possession the last five games. Oh. They not allowed points in their first possession in five games all of last year. So maybe the defense anyway. needs to kind of figure it out a little bit early on and, and get, get going from the beginning. And again, I'll bring it back to because it'll be a different story against Philadelphia next week in Philadelphia.
4: That is Todd Archer of ESPN joining us here on San Antonio Sports Star. Uh, trade deadlines tomorrow. Um, anything happen or you heard anything over the last 36 hours make you think that the the Cowboys just hoping the phone rings but aren't really shopping?
6: I, I think there's calls being made and people are calling them, and you know th- there's communication going on um, and not just taking Jerry at his word but talking to other people in the organization I don't think anything happens uh, right now with these guys uh, specifically Jerry was asked about the running back spot mm-hmm. after the game he's like no happy with our running backs don't He'll never preclude anything, but the running back is, quote, not on the radar. So I'll mm. take him at his word on that one. So for all the people hoping for Derrick Henry, <laughs> that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, Jerry said the biggest position to need is offensive line depth. We can go back to our sure. Simon Smith conversation. Um, yet on the – about two minutes earlier when we were talking to Jerry, he was saying, I really love our offensive line depth. So if you can figure out how Jerry's mind works – Y'all will be the richest people. You'll be richer than Jerry. Um, so, it, you take, again, take that for what it's worth. And, and then on defense, yeah, maybe they go out a corner. But I'll, I'll, for all the people who want to connect all these big names, it's the cap is not an excuse. Like teams can do whatever they want against the salary cap. Yep. But you have to at least think about it and who they have coming up that you want to pay, like C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, some of these other guys. That if you add some of these guys with big money, like Devontae Adams, the dudes do eighty-seven million dollars over the next three years. It's it, it, so if you're going to sign him, Ceedee Lamb's gone. You know, it, Good point. It, it's so think of all that. To me, if they're going to add a guy, it's a guy the last year of his contract where the cost won't be as prohibitive from a compensation, draft pick compensation, or even his money. Um, so that's why Derrick Henry, okay, I could put two and two together on that one. But I, I just think you, you're going to see them, unless something, shoot, does someone call this Minnesota call for one of their backup quarterbacks? Uh, now that Kirk Cousins is her? Yeah, good point. Uh, uh, you know. Oh, again, I'm just I see you
3: out, working but, there, though, Todd. I see I you working. I like the sound now of was, was something up. Let me ask you this, Todd. Uh, San Francisco week, it was everybody, you know, is it going to be the same approach? You know, they didn't they didn't shy away from how big of a game it was. Do you see the same thing in this Philly week or will they kinda of temper that because of how that all played
6: out? Yeah, after the game everybody I asked was kinda of tempered about it. Okay. Collar Smith. It's just another game, they're an elite team, we're an elite team, we gotta bring our A game. Even Jerry's like, I don't wanna poke the bear. Uh the, the comment that led to the Dak stuff where Dak <laughs> couldn't believe what Jerry was saying. and, and you know, but Dak was the one's like, Look, I'm excited for this. But but I, I but it was different in the way of the San Francisco deal where that's the team that's ended your season the last two years. There's a lot of pent-up emotion there. I think with the Eagles, as good as they've been, I don't think the Cowboys look at the Eagles as some unbeatable team. In some, not that they looked at the Niners that way, but the Niners have beaten them in the crucial moments. Right. The Cowboys have beaten the Eagles. Zach is 8-3 and three as a starter against them. Last year, he beat them. Jalen Hurts didn't play. The Eagles beat the Cowboys. Dak didn't play. So this this divide or gap between the Cowboys and Eagles, in my mind, isn't as big as it seems. Based on the, they went to the Super Bowl last year, they were in fourteen and three, all that stuff. I, I think if you look at where both teams are, this is closer than than people think, in terms of how what separates these two teams. And the, but if the Cowboys get waxed on Sunday. I mean, good luck the rest of the season trying Mm. to convince anybody you're for real. Truth. That is absolutely a statement
4: kind of game that's coming up. That's Todd Archer joining us. CeeDee Lamb, 14 targets. Did that – that seemed – there's so many. That seems purposeful, right? Or did did you get the sense that maybe the Rams forgot 88 was going to be there? I don't know. But my goodness,
6: he was open all night. Yeah. It's – you know, I go back to something Bill Parcells told us way back in the day. If you can take somebody away if you want to take somebody away. Right. The Rams clearly didn't want to take him away. Like, did they double him once? <laughs> no. Like, look at the touchdown. Okay, Dak scrambles. The dude just leaves CD in the end zone. Yeah. Like, hey, where are you going? Like, that guy's a little more important than the dude who's 25 yards away from you. Like, stay on that guy. Um, but, hey, look, it's funny. After the San Francisco game, I'm sure we talked about CD's body language and what he was like on the sideline. He was ignoring everybody, standing by himself, all that kind of stuff. And, and now he's, you know, 12 catches on 14 targets, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. He and Dak have completed 82% of their passes this year. That's tied for the best in the league uh, among quarterback wide receiver duos with at least 30 attempts. So that's pitch and catch stuff. And this isn't like. Charlie Check down and throwing easy bubble screens and things like that. This is some difficult contested throws that, that they're connecting on. And, again, better do it again against Philadelphia and who has better corners, better defense than the Rams. Hey, Todd, um, am joined by Todd Archie,
3: NFL ESPN, been covering the Cowboys. A.J. Brown, six straight games, 125 yards. Up until this week, have you said to yourself watching that defense, wow, they missed Trayvon Diggs. And if and if not, will this be the first week?
6: I mean, I, I hate to say it. This no, I've see, not said I see. They thank you, Todd. T- I they, didn't want to be that guy, Todd. I didn't want to be that <laughs> oh, guy. But I, I, that I guy. feel I the I feel the same <laughs> way.
3: I'm like, man, you know what? I can't I can't find it. I've never sat down since he's been out, and said, "Damn, they miss they miss Trayvon." But I mean, with AJ Brown coming in, that could be different.
6: Right and yeah, with Devonte Smith on the other side, and you know Goddard and the things he can do from the tight end spot. This is as 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 stressed as the the Cowboys defense will be with the with the targets. But you know, I didn't I didn't see any of the game the Eagles game yesterday, okay. so I got to watch that. Um, I don't know how Jalen Hurts plays. I just only scored thirty eight points. I'd assume the offense did did really well, but yeah, I mean this is. All right, Dron Bland, can you get another pick six? (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, can you cover one of the most physical, best receivers in the league? Um, I I thought yesterday what the Cowboys' defense, specifically the the cornerbacks did, was cover those crossing routes so well, Mm. uh, either Cup or Nakua, whoever it was, and that was an issue that was giving them trouble during the year. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of Stephon Gilmore. It seemed like he struggled staying across the field with guys. Maybe the Eagles don't do that as much as some other teams, but... It, the Brown and Smith, they're they're going to threaten them, and maybe this is the week you say they miss Trayvon Diggs, but Deron Bland has been he's been excellent. I don't know another way to say it. Uh, he's been there. outperforming most of my fantasy wide receivers. That's Todd Archer. <laughs> he, he's tied for the team lead in touchdowns. If anybody wants, that's just nuts. As Archer sits <laughs> wow. in with us.
4: Uh, Was there a concerted effort to get the ball downfield from Dak, especially in the middle of the field, a place that the Cowboys, quite frankly, hadn't thrown the ball? What am I seeing numbers here? Nine of 12 for 179 and four TDs with uh, 10-plus air yards on Sunday. Um, That's very different from what we'd seen previously. Uh, Is that just what the Rams
6: gave them? I I wonder if that's one of those bi-week things, and they talk about these across-the-hall meetings uh, where the defense looks at the offense and the offense looks at the defense and they scout each other, where they came up and said, this is where you guys need to attack, not specifically just the Rams, but in some ways it looked more like last year's offense or, or mm. go back to other, um, other years with Kellen Moore, Scott Lane, and Jason Garrett, however you want to say it. But yeah, it, it looked like there was a more concerted effort to get the ball down the field, which was made... Um, more difficult by the fact that Dak was sacked the way he was on that first drive and McCarthy said it was testing his game plan for sure but again the (laughs) offensive line figured it out and uh, you know again they know they need big plays to win games and it's hard to make a big play when you're throwing it within five yards of the line of scrimmage you're relying on everybody to break a tackle or or a defense to just have a a mental breakdown uh, on a play so they, they've got to stress the defenses more down the field, and I wonder if that was one of the bye week um, things that they came up with to say, okay, we're, we're getting a little too stagnant here on where our pass game is.
4: He's Todd Archer. Make sure you're following everything he does at ESPN.com because if you need Cowboys info, he's your man. Yes, Thanks sir. for stopping by, Todd. It's always a pleasure. Uh, stay healthy. We'll talk to you next uh, Monday after a nice Philly football game.
6: All right. Sounds good. Thanks, fellas.
4: Hey, that's Todd Archer stopping by for the regular if you missed Anything, you can go to saasportstar.com. We call it the Audio Vault. You should just call it your podcast central. It's brought to you by AA Best Bell Bonds, and if we say it live, you can find it there after we're done. Yeah, you can. That was one of those kind of games that I think every Cowboy fan well,
3: needed. Yeah, everybody every, every Cowboy fan needed it. But um it wouldn't be a uh it wouldn't be a show if I didn't take one dig. And what is that? Pun intended. Hundred million dollars. If if I if I give a, if I give a player hundred million dollars, and he's out, I want to feel it. I want to feel it. I want to be like, damn, that was money well spent. I gave him ninety eight million dollars, and it's glaring that he's not out there. One, it's a good thing, also, Rob. You know, I'm gonna be fair. It's a good thing because that means that you've been drafting well. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's like, damn, I could have saved $98 million. And again, you talk talk, talk about Rudy. Todd Archer said the same thing. Now, I, t- I put it in the WhatsApp yesterday. So I, I was talking about this before, Todd. But Todd agreed with me. I said, Todd, have you been watching since Trayvon went out and felt like, damn, we missed Trayvon. And he said, hey, I hate to say it, but no. If I spend $100 million on an athlete, Rob, and he's
4: out. I better damn sure know he's out. Well, they fell ass backwards into Duran Bland. I I, I agree with you. I, I, you know, I but I'm not mad at. Him. I know, I'm not I'm not mad either. at the Cowboys I'm not mad for either. paying him. But yeah, man, this is one of those weird ones. You're like, I'll be damned. I uh, I don't know what you do here. I, Ain't I you nothing know you can't do. You're on the hook RPP. for ninety eight. You're on the hook. You're on the hook. I can't imagine that you go. Well, we'll just let Bland go at the end of this. No, I mean it, it's. No, you're it gonna keep worse. You're gonna, you're gonna let Gilmore go, and then you're gonna go Bland and Diggs. That's but what's gonna happen. This is one of those things that had the unintended consequence of, mm, uh, yeah, we we really. I just, I just
3: feel like as a if that was my money, like there is no way I should the person that I'm paying a hundred million dollars is out, and I don't feel it. But that, I, that means that that means that uh, I could have saved that money. But did we feel it against
4: the Forty ers Because we kind of did, kind of. Kinda. Okay. I mean, they, they, I okay. Mean, okay. Kinda did, and I don't know what you make of the Cardinal game. I, I don't know if we missed him or not. I will say that I, I you have to believe that Dan Quinn is spending extra time prepping and Whoever, protecting right. that cornerback. However, it's Bland or whatever it is, and that alone is worth the, the you know the, that makes the loss awful. But at the same time, I don't think we'd had any idea how good Bland is if it weren't for. Trayvon not being around. We had an idea after last year, but my goodness, he's carried it off. There there will be a ramification yeah, for this. It has to there be. There will be. There will be. I don't think yeah, it's yeah. a negative ramification, but there will be because, again, no one expected him to be that. I don't
3: know. And, and I remember we asked Coach McCarthy, like, is this like luck or is he like really just have a nose for the ball? At, at some point, I got to stop saying it's just luck. Oh, it's not luck. Although... I mean, he gets beat, but so does every corner in this, in the way this the rules are set up.
4: And we could say that he is the beneficiary of Gilmore's lockdown D.
3: Don't do that. He's not Deion Sanders. no nah, no, no, no. We're not doing that. Gil- I've been seeing Gilmore get beat this now, year. Now Stafford
4: did give him a duck yesterday. He did. That but was a duck. That,
3: that but why do the ducks keep
4: finding Bland? <laughs> There's some guys that just find the ducks. Yeah. Hey, it's or been a busy box. Monday. If you missed anything of what we did, we call it the audio vault. Go there. The Blitz is going to be back in studio today. Are you sure? Well, as far <laughs> I as I know, let's see who they got coming by on a Monday. Oh no, they're yeah. in studio. They got a bunch of guests too, I'm sure. Jason's on his way back from Kiss.
3: He stayed we the night, Talk Austin. about that. Hey,
4: You guys stay warm. We'll be back again tomorrow fully functioning. This has been R&R. Y'all be cool.